<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Mm-hmm. 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 I want to do something different on the opening. How many times can I go, hey, not enough? Well, three hours and 20 minutes. Whoo. I'm going to say what I've said before. The first hour and a half, it's us talking about all the stuff I needed to get off my head. So what do you do if you're in a light mood? You're like, eh, I'm in a light mood. Then skip forward an hour and a half. You still get a long show. How are you? We talk about the Paula Dean thing. Yeah, I wanted to weigh into it. Of course, a day later now, I've... Well, look, I'm always going to be here next week to clarify things. Well, you think you're so clear when you say something, but then someone else hears it, and they're like, well, remember what I say. There's always next week. I can always... Say, remember what I said about that? What I meant was this. But some things come out of my mouth perfectly. Other things don't. But we're an hour and a a half in. And then you could tell we take a break and come back in a much sillier mood. Although we were silly in the beginning, too. Silly. Hi, I'm silly. I'm silly. All right, so is there anything else I have to say? I don't think so. I get lost, and I leave it. I get lost, and then I find myself, and then I get lost again. And What if people hate these openings? Not one person who cares. You know, we've talked about that, but I mean, like, what if 99% of the people that listen to the podcast are like, ooh, those openings, Jesus, just get to the show. Oh, my, oh my God. I'll have to look into that. Where? Do, how do I look into that? <laughs> all right. All right. Listen. That's all we got. That's, all my, that's my opening today. So, um, 
Enjoy the show. Have a good weekend and uh, be nice. God damn it. Go out there and be nice. Fuck it. Um, all right, bye. Enjoy the show. Now entering Nerdist.com. Everybody's good? I'm good. Did everybody miss me last week? I so you didn't have a, a podcast last week. Well, we had a double one the week before. No, we didn't. That People was weird. Put... I mean, it felt weird. I had to go back and listen to other podcasts. Did you hear about Ken? What? What, what do you mean you listen? <laughs> like all of a sudden, I listened, what, what? To, I listened to Jen Kirkman. You know what? I would listen. I saw Jen. Well, let's start the show first. <laughs> you got a lot of nerve. Did you hear about Ken? He thinks that day and night things. He said it kills him. Oh, really? What's this then? I'm back. Ken, do you like it? Oh, Ken, you can. Oh, you, it's okay. You can handle it, Ken. Really? Okay. <laughs> oh, Ken, are you, are you by any chance driving in the car? Really? Oh. Drive into the river. Drive into the river, Ken. But jump out first. Don't, you know, don't do that. It's almost as repetitive as your real opening. Hmm. That was unnecessary. Really? Should I not start out with a dig? <laughs> Everybody, I'm Todd Glass. Welcome to my show. Oh, yeah, I like this new opening. Todd Glass, the Todd Glass show, after Marin on Friday. Oh, I missed you. Todd Glass, I'm tuning in. He's got a pilot and a book on the way. It's true. Oh, well, I told my mama. I am so excited. I didn't know it was going to start all over. <laughs> oh, Chris, I miss you already. God, I'm excited. Is this Jingle Joe? Yes. You know what? I, I never, I never, hold on. Let, let's just get started here. Hold on. There we go. Chris Burden is not here today. And uh, we want to send our love. No, he's fine. Um, so uh, this is, this is going to be a, a mellow show. Well, I call this like a hotel show in a way. I mean, I've got the board in front of me here, but... Um, uh, we last week I was in Amsterdam. Oh, I have to remember to tell you. Still, you know, I'm going to go out of. I have all these notes here. I'm going to go a little out of order here. Tom, I've got something to discuss with you later. It's called a tease in the business. Oh. That's right. It's a tease in the business. That's right. What is it? It's something that we talked about before, and I still want to discuss it with you. And I hope I can sway your opinion. But I'm not going to tell you what it is yet. 
It has to do with Amsterdam? No, it has nothing to do with Amsterdam. But guess what? Ursula is back with her, and she's she. she uh, let me talk about this, and that because I don't want to be all. I'm going to be all over the place. I'm going to be all over the. I'm going to own my all over the placeness. <laughs> <laughs> Aristotle is here, and he has a great name. We talked about this over the weekend. We're like, are his parents allowed to name him Aristotle? Well, the only other Aristotle you usually hear about is the, the Aristotle, who's the philosopher, and then Aristotle Onassis, who is a shipping tycoon, and then Aristotle. What's your last name? Acevedo. How do you spell that? Uh, a C E V E D O. No, that's that's wrong. <laughs> oh, sorry. We'll be right back. All right. Um. So. Uh, one thing at a time. Okay, here's what I want to do. I want to say who's here. Oh, no, we said Chris is not here. Um, Aristotle's at the board. Like, can you name your child, uh, like, uh, Jesus Christ? No. Yeah, sure. You, I guess you can. Oh, Jesus, I guess that is. Anyway, all right, that's unimportant. But they usually, don't usually go with the middle name Christ, I don't right, think. Right, that's true. All right, so I'm very excited to be back. Even when I'm gone one week, I do, like... You know, I do get excited to be back next week. The band will be here again. Even the band's not here. It's like a, it's going to be a mellow, like I said, sort of like a hotel show. Everybody's good. Um, Abe, I want to say hi in in Leesburg. How come I can read it when it's on? I spelled it exactly the way it was on the email. He's in Virginia. Abe from Virginia. You're a good man. So it's just young Jake Adams is here. Tom Martin's here. I'm here. And Aristotle. And we're all sitting around the table. We have a fake fire going over in the corner. And uh, it's going to be a really, uh, who knows what's going to happen today. But it's going to be fun. And I'm glad you're here. And so Ursula, have you ever had a family pet? Of course, yeah. I've had fa- I've grown up with dogs, so it's not like I'm unaware of the uh, the relationship that people Everybody have with Everybody knows animals. about little one, your dog. <laughs> <laughs> You had other dogs besides me. Yes, I didn't. Oh, Jesus. They have a cartoon for that. They made a cartoon out of it. For little ones? Yeah, they have one of those in the works. And then they have a cartoon of me talking about the karate guy, which I heard oh, yesterday. Oh, that's hilarious. It's so. Hey, ha, ha. And then pull the pants down. It's, that was so funny. Yeah, that guy. Huh, ooh. All right, I'm done with that. So, um, uh,. Rob, who brought Ursula in last week with his girlfriend, uh, has Ursula back again. And, you know, I I never negate the relationship somebody can have with their animals. Sometimes you inject more of a a human behavior uh, than there is. And, you you know, I I know that. I'm a sane person. But then there is an element of a companionship. And, you know, uh, so when, um, you know, without being too sappy, but after I lived with my friend, my partner in crime, mm-hmm. and now we are separated. Uh, and I want to say it every time because I want to paint the picture of where I'm at in my life. Clearly, it's, it, it, it proves that you can have an amicable. It's taking a little work. I don't know what our future holds for us. But right now, um, it couldn't go any better. All you want to know is that that person cares about you. And uh, nobody, you know, and, and, and it makes me feel better that, that we are doing this amicably and we don't know what's ahead of us. But right now, so that when that happened, all of a sudden I'm all by myself. And then Ursula was there. And you know what? Now, I'm not saying I can have a conversation with Ursula, although I do. <laughs> uh, but you're letting a dog out. You're feeding it. You're, you know, you're taking care of it. So when, when uh, and then Rob was living at my house, too. Um, 
uh, before he went away, and uh, so he had to get some of his stuff out of there. And uh, so um, when he was packing up and getting – Ursula was sitting there. Now, I don't know. To me, Ursula always looks like she knows what's going on, but in all fairness, so you don't think I'm crazy. She probably didn't, but God, did it look like it. She's just, like, looking at me and – and then, like, I went to say goodbye to her, and I, like, got a little bit teary-eyed because she had, you know, she had um, been a, uh, been there, you know, like, served in a major purpose, you know. So I went back home last night after being – or the night before after – and went back to an empty house, and it takes a little while to get used to. But the good news is you get used to it. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. do get used to it. You, it's not like even the second night. But the first night, it's like, wow, where's Ursula? You know what I mean? So I'd taken a picture of Ursula on the phone, and when uh, I would always text it to people and go, "It's Ursula, can you bring me over?" <laughs> like, like she's calling my friends. So uh, <laughs> I don't. I just saw that. But anyway, so there's that. I don't know what. <laughs> no, that makes perfect sense. I mean, yeah. I mean, dogs, they're mammals, and so their emotional level is the same as humans in in many in many ways. Mm-hmm. It's just we just have this extra thing on our brain over the mammalian part that makes us talk and speak but emotionally i I think that they're most mammals are about the same level so you can have these connections that are as strong as person to person yeah and, and, and obviously it's a fine line between what we're saying and then being crazy but i don't think it's as crazy i don't i don't i put that line of craziness probably way far down than other people like i believe i i can't i get the relationship and i understand it um but um the uh, oh, what were we just talking about? About the uh, the uh... oh, the emotions. It, 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 one time, I wanted to show somebody that a dog will always match your emotion, unless the dog has a problem. But the majority of the time, I shouldn't say a problem. It depends. But could but if you if a dog comes in, it's all hyper. I go. I want to prove something. Act like you're sleeping. Because she came in and ran up on the sofa. I go. Act like you're sleeping. And the dog settled down to that tone. Like oh, okay, you know, you're sleeping. I'm not gonna. And some dogs. I get. To, I, probably there's other dogs. That, does that make any sense? Yeah, totally. Let me tell you how that how true that is. Uh, I was at my son's ranch and I was watching it for him. And show off. I was running the dogs. <laughs> Listen to this. It, it was it was such a trip because I was running back and forth because I had to stay in this area, but I hadn't exercised in a long time. So I was basically running 50 meters one way, and three dogs were chasing me. Then I would run 50 meters the other way, and the dogs would be chasing me. And then pretty soon, this horse corral was right next to it. Pretty soon, the horse started running back and forth with us, and then the donkey started doing it too. And they got all sort of amped up because it was this sort of fun event where I was throwing stuff and running and hopping and jumping and getting the dogs hyper. And it it was contagious enough to make the horse and donkey start doing it too. So yes, animals do relate to what you're. They tune into what your 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 emotions are. Yeah, because I always said, like, people know that dogs get, you know, most people know that dogs can be, not feel well, they know all those, but there's some in-between emotions. I think some people, even intelligent people, might negate a little, like, bashful. Mm-hmm. And there is a tone that you can use with a dog where they'll fall over themselves. Did we talk about this on the show once? Like, I would tell Ursula, I would go, shut the fuck up, Ursula. Did you wear it? Did you get a new perfume? <laughs> and she would just the tone. Now, here, I don't, I know she does not know the words. But in this case, it's all tone. But the tone, it's a different thing I can get her to do. I'm like, Ursula! 
she won't she won't get bashful. Then she'll just get excited and run around. But if I go, if I send her crazy amount of energy and tell her, look at you, she'll be like, oh, and her head will go down. You know where they do that thing where their head will go down and sort of then they'll, they'll sort of fall. It's like, oh, gu- you know, like they're gushing with, uh, you know, they know a lot of love is being generated their way. But anyway, yeah. so uh, basically I sit home and cry. <laughs> uh, that's my life. <laughs> no, um. So that's good. You know, somebody wrote – it's funny you said that we're talking about this a little bit because uh, – now, you don't – Aristotle, you're a vegan, right? Yeah. Which I respect. Uh, I feel like because I'm not a vegan and I eat meat, I can say this without being – sometimes I feel like I might be more useful to promote not eating at least tortured animals. We've talked about this on the show because I, I, I still eat meat, so people can't go on preaching because when I'm talking about it, I go, I eat meat, which makes people not be as defensive as if you're telling them something and you don't eat meat. You can't say what I'm about to say because you would come off preachy. I just come off. I think everyone's better off having this stance when it comes to eating. Some people won't eat any meat, but I do get – I do respect the people that will – they eat meat, but, uh, you know, if they're positive, it's been raised on a farm. Not because it says farm fresh, but where you know the farm you're getting it from. Because what these people are saying, and I get there's some people that disagree with this too. I'm just saying a, a, a concept that I respect is, uh, yeah, they don't define nature, but they don't think an animal should have to be tortured to its death. And, uh, you know, so if you have if, if chickens, they're, they have fresh water and they have shade and they, have, they can, you know, they, they have a life. You know, well, that's not even bad because they just give eggs, so they don't even ever have to be killed. But, well, unless you eat them as chicken. But anyway, you know the point. Or if you eat a cow, he had a life. And when it's time, yeah. So, uh, but I don't think you want to – look, we know those animals have horrible lives. We know it. And you don't want to be the person that smokes. But because you don't decide what's right and wrong by what your abilities are. So you don't want to be that person that smokes and goes, ah, you're going to die anyway. Ah, how bad is it for you? Because you, you might think, what's the difference if you smoke and say, this is the most disgusting habit in the world? What's the difference? Two people are smoking. Because if you at least go, yeah, it's a vile habit and I can't stop it, that might lead to you not smoking, to just start with the truth as opposed to, well, I probably can't quit, so I'll go. I'll write it up as having a pizza at 2 in the morning. Yes, that's a type of bad behavior or, or bad things for your body that your body can recoup from. Your body is amazingly resilient, and it can recoup a lot. But the cigarettes aren't in that category. If you want to throw them in there because you go, well, I can't quit, so I'll just – no. The same thing with the animals. I have an amazing amount of respect for people. When you told me you were vegan, I asked why. I said, does it have to do with the cruelty to the animals? And when you said, yeah, I go, well, yeah, you know what? You're a strong, I said better human being. I get afraid to say it on the podcast because it sounds like I'm insulting myself and other people. But it's not right. You know, it's the way they're treated. And I'm going to at least, just because I can't quit eating meat yet, I did it once, and I'm going to do it again. Uh, I don't want to start pretending that the way they're treated is not just god-awful. Yeah, well... I actually, this morning, had uh, some sausage from a pig that I loved dearly because my son, he has, uh, he has pigs, and they're, they have a fantastic life. I mean, they really do. And but for, but for there example, comes that day where they yes, have to. But here's the thing about good, good farmers that treat their animals well is that they do have a good life. And if you care about animals and you make sure that they don't ever know they got whacked. And that's how my son operates anyway. These pigs are great. And this is how much 
Uh, and it, it, it is making me eat less meat. And I think if people had Hold contact. Hold on one second. For the, for the audience that doesn't know, and I'm still always asking you about your son. Your son is how old? Uh, 19. And explain, the, like, you know, the... the He's always... Well, my, my wife's family has a farm in Minnesota, and he went there every summer and has always been interested in farming. And uh, he left school his junior year. He got the equivalent of a high school degree and then started... Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I can well, he started that. taking junior college classes, agriculture classes, and he runs. Uh, I say a that because I know and your son is brilliant, and I knew no, it when I met him at a young age. And he's a, he makes money. He's got he's got he he sells hay and and uh, free range chicken eggs and sorry, Oh, by the way, you're pork. Messing. Sorry, sorry. Oh, that, well, I thought that was the soundboard. That was no. You, was you <laughs> making a chicken sound? You said on my on the message. You go. Hold on, hold on. Let me. I, and then we're gonna we're gonna finish the story. It's all good. Um, oh, where is it? Hold on. Bear with me. Bear with me. Bear with me. It was a funny message. It made me laugh really hard. It's like you simp- you making the show this simple. Like here's what it comes down to. And uh, I don't know if Chris will be there. In case he isn't, I'll bring slide whistles and uh, honking horns. Just so you feel comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I know you like gadgets. <laughs> I'll be, that's all it comes down to. Right. Uh, honking horn, a slide whistle. Anyway, I, 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 what else do you need? Uh, okay, so go all ahead. Right, so anyway, my son now runs a ranch in Somas. It's like an organic. Uh, it's, it's the kind of good food movement that's happening around here. But anyway, here's how it, the more that people are in contact with the animals that they're going to eat, you can't. It makes you become more like Aristotle. It makes you want. I almost couldn't eat pork for a while until I sort of made the deal in my head that all right, we treat him well, and I'm going to be very thankful for this animal that dies. It's 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 the it's the problem is how easy it is to go to a fast food restaurant drive through and how removed we are from the death of mm-hmm. this cattle and the inhumanity of how it's raised. People that are intimately connected with the animals they're going to eat treat them really well and probably eat less meat. Again, and and again, I know there's people for that think it's cruel no matter what you how Absolutely. you do it. And, and there's, there's a cruelty and, to and, it. and health reasons. There's all over the there's there's people all over. There's people listening right now going Maybe if they don't believe not only in eating farm-raised or even – some people would say – I'm sure there's people that don't believe in farm-raised, but they believe in hunting, you know, or right. you know, there's all, all over the place. But when it comes to the factory – Yeah, well, you, know, I, you know what somebody did? The, the, my friend Lacey, the way she got me to watch Meet Your Meat, she goes, if you're going to eat meat, you at least owe it to watch the way it's treated. And, and you know, I remember once having a conversation with someone. They went – you know, well, they're, uh, they, they, believe me, this was like a friend of a friend, and I knew, they said, uh, as it's coming out of my mouth, that's why I said friend of a friend, because I want to distance myself from what came out of their mouth. They went, well, they are animals. I mean, not everybody can be treated the same. I go, oh, you're right. What they're fighting for those animals to have, if you don't want them to have a palatial estate, don't worry. The fight now that they want them to have is that they can turn in their cage and shit and it falls below them. Is that too much for you? Don't worry. They're not fighting that they have their own house. They just want them to be able to, what, you know, what animal, what they want some of those, the curriculum, well, not curriculum, the, uh, you know, the guidelines for the way animals should be treated in some of those farms, uh, what they want, and that would still be a shitty life. Right. But um, anyway, let, let me fast forward here. So the the the, the, the yeah that, that that's it. But you know, I always say somebody wrote me a letter about whales, and you know, we look back on things, and I and I I, I hope I do it justice enough because I'm going to cap this, and then we're going to move on. 
you know, someone said, you know, we always look back and go, oh, can we believe we treated this person that way or that person that way? And they was like, sort of, what about whales? Like the fact that, you know, they shouldn't be treated like second class citizens. And at first, you know, you want to go, oh, I thought and then I thought, fucking no. It seems to do people right if you always err on the side. I don't really think it's crazy, but you'll understand my point of crazy be a fucking madman of open-mindedness. Just fuck because in time, you won't look so crazy. You can't go wrong. You're never going to go. That's why when people say, should we do this or should we do that? Or, you know, when, 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 when people try to evolve and other people go, ah, oh, what's next? We talk about that as opposed to thinking, we said it last week, but I'll say it again, that evolving is a favor to society as opposed to a favor for themselves. So they'll be like, I stopped that and I didn't do this, but what's next? I'm not going to just keep learning till I die. <laughs> when am I done learning? So I just go fucking be open-minded. So and always err on the side of, you know, just when there's someone out there, you know, when people are forward thinkers, it's usually in the name of good. Right. It, yeah. Isn't it always? Sounds weird to say it isn't. You know yeah. what I mean? Forward thinkers that are worried about, you know, uh, the, 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 the way – Anyway, I'm well, done. No, I mean, cruelty is cruelty, and it's pretty plainly obvious when, it, when you see it. So, yeah. yeah. So, like, okay, there's that. Now, Amsterdam, we're going to have fun today. You know how I know? You're listening to the Todd Glass Show, everybody. Oh, Ken, are you doing all right out there? Day and night, night and day and night. All right, that's good. Um, I still think this is, okay. I don't, I'm not getting into this till later. I'm, not, I'm gonna get myself away from the soundboard. Um, oh. Oh. There she is, Miss <laughs> I know we didn't get a video up online, but if you would have seen her, I know she was just happy because of the turkey breast, but I think she liked the jingle too. She was so when she walked around this table. She was getting turkey for her. She was like, "Oh my god!" Like I picture her saying, "Where's that place where they give you turkey? I want to go back there." Why is where is she now? She's back with her owner. And where is that? Uh, I can't give the I can't give the address (laughs) away. No, but is it in the state? Yeah. Oh yeah, I'll see her. Oh okay, I'll see her. Sure. (laughs) What if I just go over there every day? Hi. I thought maybe you were dropping her when you went to Amsterdam to bring her back to her. uh, her Dutch keepers. <laughs> She's actually a Dutch dog. She Amsterdam. Okay. I went with Daniel. We went in two days early. Uh, I, my experience was people were so friendly. And, you know, somebody, I was talking to my brother about this, and I smoke pot here, and I've done mushrooms. Well, I've done mushrooms twice now because I did them there. Uh, but what was the difference? I didn't realize how I would say it till I came home or while I was sitting in a bar um, that, Oh, I could do them like an adult. Like I didn't have to run outside to smoke more pot. Like some people would want another beer or they'd want another. There were places you could just smoke or go out to the patio and smoke in some places inside. Um, and it was fun. We did mushrooms one night. Oh, my God. We, we did them right. We did it. Whatever they said, we took half of a half of a half of a half of a half and waited. Uh-huh. And once again, boy, am I glad. Because yeah. if I would have taken a little bit more, it wouldn't have been good. And... You know, it, it was just we. I was at the comedy club, and people were so kind. It was weird trying to figure out different, trying to figure out the audiences and what they would laugh at, what they wouldn't laugh at. But 
you know, um, is it a regular comedy club that brings in American once a year? Once a year, they've done this thing where they bring in not only American comedians but maybe from all other areas. Uh-huh. You know, I think I think I have that right. But it wasn't American every. It was for a month and every week, and we only had one show a night. We did a one show Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So afterwards, it sort of turned into a little. Like, a, a, I say pub, but, like, it was downstairs. You went downstairs. There was a black awning that went out to the street, like, with, like, a, you know, like, sort of a red carpet bringing you into this sort of hip place. It was everything I think a club should be. The style of it, the coolness of it, the the energy of it. And um, it was j- – and then afterwards, people would hang out. Not the whole audience, but about 30% of the audience would hang out. So it became more comfortable. You could move your tables around and – and then when the audience left, we hung out with the staff. There was like 10 of us sitting around a big table with a few candles lit and smoking and drinking and just having a great time. So Amsterdam, what a great experience. Uh, what a, what a, I really felt sad when we were leaving. Like everybody was so affectionate on the staff. It was just a great – and the guy, Stefan, who brought us in, just they, – they, they, it, was, it was an awesome experience. I wish yeah, I would have stayed I, a little longer. Did you find that they treated – you better than the average American comedy club that brings you in, or was and if so, was it because you're from a different country and they wanted to make a good impression, or or how did it compare? I think, I think maybe it's a little unique and different. So a new friendship is fun. The new friendship being comedian, you know, not from a different place, but I think it's also who they were. And you know, well, complimenting the club, we also took time to say. There are the clubs back home that do it like this, and that's mm-hmm. why we're in all of them. Places like the, some of the improvs, the DC Improv or Dallas or Acme or Helium, you know, places mm-hmm. like that. But this was this was also special because we're in another country, so it added a hundred layers to that. So there we go. Now, you know what's funny? Uh, before the show, I asked. We, we were having sort of a you know a, a, gen, a genuine conversation. Uh, Jake Adams and he he said something about hooking up and. I said, if you don't mind, because it's a personal question, when is the first time you hooked up? And um, no, you don't have a mind. He said, he said the first time I kissed a girl or I hooked up. And I said, you said you kissed a girl. You can talk really loud. Who was the girl you kissed? What was her name? Uh, her name was Mandy. Mandy. And you were how old? 16? Uh, sixth grade. Six, oh, sixth grade. Yeah, 16 was uh, Say really loud. Talk really loud. Uh, 16 was the first time that uh, I went all the way. Oh, okay. So in, in sixth grade, you asked permission. You, you With what? With a different girl, right, in case they listen. But you turn to her and you go, can I kiss you? Is that what you said? I said, uh, may I kiss you, please, Mandy. <laughs> <laughs> may I kiss you, please, Mandy. And then after that, he called her, um, may, I, may I, Mandy? Yeah. May I, Mandy? <laughs> <laughs> so I go, I go, but you've never done coke. And before that, he goes, no, actually, I've done, I go, when's the first time? Uh, you never did coke. I go, and then somehow we started talking about, like, if you had coke, you probably had you probably had pussy because there's not that many people go. Have you ever have you ever gotten laid? Is what we're saying or hooked up? It sounds so vulgar, but in the we we're not on a podcast when we were talking like this. But um, he go. I go. Did you ever? He goes. No, I never hooked up. I go. You never did coke either, did you? He goes. I did coke. I've done coke. We and then we laugh because we that no one has go. Yeah, I've done coke like twenty times. Have you ever hooked up? No. You know, you don't really get a guy. Once you've done, you usually get pussy first, then coke. We'll take a break. You're listening <laughs> to the Todd Glass Show. Pussy first. <laughs> All right, so that was important. Todd, what about Amsterdam? Up. What any material go over there that didn't go over here? No, but I or, talked about my situation. Oh, I, really? I've never. What are you doing with that? 
No, so Aristotle, okay. Aristotle moved to mic. No, no, it's slipped. okay. Oh, were you doing it to try to pick up him? Yeah, I turned my mic around. To try nah, that's okay. We're probably, no matter how you turn your mic around, it will never be closer than this mic. The sound waves will bounce off right here. They'll never <laughs> make it to your mic. I feel bad, poor Aristotle. I, I, I don't want to be that. I, I think that's my job to change that. No, no, no. Keep doing it. It's funny. <laughs> no, it's not because uh, you know what? It, even I get it. Look, I'm secure enough to go. I know that I'm, and I know that I'm. Uh, I guess I'm. I'm okay. I try to be fair to people, but that tone of like, "What are you doing?" It's like that's not the fucking way you talk to somebody. So I, I apologize. I could have said it different. I go. Let me. I don't know how I would have done it any different. Do it again. Fake do it. Um, <laughs> fake do, he's actually fake doing it. I go, oh, well, what, what's up over there? <laughs> I Aristotle, I see that you're moving a microphone. <laughs> Aristotle, you son of a bitch. Okay, so. So you talked about. Let's just make the rules now today. This is just going to be the. We're, we'll be fine. We have to eat dinner afterwards. But we're just. I'm going to just relax. And if we find out that doing a show like this isn't what the hardcore fans want, then we'll, then we'll change it. But I'm just going to chill out a little today. Yes. I, I know that, that yeah, when, when you have someone like Henry Phillips on, it's so fucking funny. And one of the funniest things about the Henry Phillips show was the first half where he kept feeling ignored. And he was playing up the fact that he was ignored. It was fucking Can I give hilarious. myself credit? Yeah, it, I told him to do that. Oh, really? Yeah, we break all the walls down. Is that what you say on the show? You break the fourth yeah, wall yeah. or whatever? Uh, and he, he told me, he goes, i got to be honest, when you told me to do it, I didn't realize if it would be funny or it not. It was hilarious. Because it's so, like, does anybody <laughs> fucking hear him, right? Um, so, so I'm just going to go nice and slow. We're going to have so much, there's so much serious stuff that I want to get out of the way. And then we'll, we'll you know, then we'll, we'll go to another level. So, um, but I don't want to forget to say this. We, we had a bit last week, and then we'll talk about Amsterdam. And me, me talking about certain things I've never discussed. Um, we did a bit last week. We were making fun of the guy singing Amazing Grace. And I said um, that he had all his faculties. And somebody said, did you ever see the video? And then I went back and watched it. And he might not have. And although I don't even like to – let's say – you know what I mean. He, he might have been um, – I don't, I don't know, know his he, – he might have been mentally challenged or, or – or, Right. Yeah. So, so when I rewatched it, I thought, ooh, that guy who wrote the email. And he wrote a very nice email. It was by no point accusatory. He goes, Todd, you might want to watch it. You said. And I, I, and I wouldn't have done it. I, it's okay for me to tease someone who has all their faculties and doesn't know they're a good singer, even though I could never be in one of those shows. Because even if someone's horrible, I don't like to crush people's dreams. I could never sit in front of someone and say, you're not a good singer. But I also do watch those shows. And sometimes I'm like, are you fucking shitting me? How do they not know? Like, this person has their faculties. Does, am I saying that right? Has their faculties? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So this person uh, might not have. And, um, yeah, I, I don't mind teasing someone that can't sing, but I, I don't think there's anything funny. And no big deal. He, here's a great point. I don't – I think people – afraid. You, I think there's the, some of the world. Am I patting myself on the back? I don't know if I am. If I am, who gives a shit? Um, some of the world would think – no, I have to go to my death and say that was all right. Otherwise, I have to admit I was wrong, and then I was a horrible person. There's in-betweens. I'm not a horrible person. I did it not knowing, and it's okay. I move on. You just say, oh, you know what? You move on. Like, you don't, you don't have to just, because you've done something, you don't have to just hold on to it. Because, well, it's either that or admit I was wrong, and, or I did something that wasn't, not even wrong. I didn't, because I didn't do anything wrong. I did something not knowing, or Let's say it was wrong, and then you think about it. You're like, you know what? I'm better than that. I don't like that style. I didn't. 
So that's all. And then you move on. It's not a big deal. No one is judging me listening. Nobody's judging. They're going, oh, you know, he just Do you realized. have a little bit that you could play here? Or? I, I don't, actually. I took it off the board. Now, but I will tell you this. I, <laughs> I will tell you this, that this guy, hold on, does. Ha- hold on. This is worth waiting for. We've heard him last week, but it's amazing. Oh, please. Um, Hold on. Hold on. Can you mark this? Somewhere Chris is going, uh-huh. Somewhere Chris is going Hmm, well let me tell you something The reason I don't feel bad is because I never negate how uh, uh, You know, when we're working the soundboard When we're in a hotel, we're not doing any sound cues So we're all right. But anyway, I almost got lost in my thought Uh, This guy does have his faculties city and by the way, if you listen to the show last week, he went into it very like, you know, I've been having a singing competition with my friend, and I'm sort of winning. I'm thinking, oh, this guy will probably be pretty good. Walking by city, where I'll never die, where Ugh. Horrible. <laughs> horrible. No, no, you're good. Like, like, if he was listening to the show, and I went, you're horrible, and then I went, you're good, he'd be like, oh, he thinks I'm good. He thought I was horrible, but then he changed his mind, and he thinks I'm good. All righty. We have so much to get to today. Um, Amsterdam. Oh, it's going to be so Amsterdam. Thank you, Tom. You're a breath of fresh air. How long have we been going? About 31 minutes. Ah, oh, feels like 32 minutes. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've ne- I, I always thought, uh, uh, by the way, after I, uh, you know... <laughs> Admitted that I was gay. (gasps) (laughs) 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 I think I'm laughing because it's like, I don't know why it's so. (laughs) What? what, what? Um, I still don't. You know what it is? It's not. The admitting of what I am, it's the word. And I I feel like I have a little clarity right now to that because I never want to let anybody listening. Maybe it's someone younger that hasn't even expressed it. They have this thought within their own head and they sit listening to the show. Maybe they're younger and they haven't – they just don't even know. I remember at that age. We're like, how am I going to deal with this? When Mm -hmm. am I going to deal with this? And it's just me and them and and this is – I don't want to make them think that I'm embarrassed about who I am. There's just that term that I hate so much. That's why it's very easy for me to say when I, when I went on the Mark Maron show mm-hmm. because, because I have no trouble with who I am and what I am. Um, it's just the term. Yeah. You explained that well even on the Mark Maron show. Okay, I good, good. Because for someone else that can say it, they're the winner. You know? But I just want – and I – so you know, Daniel Kino kept saying these are very open-minded people even though – most of the clubs I work here are, but you know, you have that other audience. You know, they, they don't slow down, Todd. When I'm at like the Ac- when I'm at the Acme or when I'm at the uh, Atlanta Laughing Skull, when, when most of the audience knows, then I can make a little side joke. With that I've done for the last year, where I would go my girlfriend and cough or something, mm-hmm. and then they all laugh because they have to make such a subtle joke, and they all laugh. But will I ever go in front of an audience like the first time I saw James? 
Adobian do it. Adobian. Adobian. And do it so great. It wasn't a big deal. It wasn't about the whole fucking show was that. He had a story to tell. He needed to tell that information to the audience. He did, and he moved on. And I remember being in the back of the room at the Portland Comedy Festival going, oh, that made me feel good. Like, oh, I didn't know that. And John then- Regie's pretty good at that, too, from going from just a regular bit into a bit that has to do with being, like, his gay porn bit's pretty fucking funny. And then going back into a bit and just leaving it there. And, um, yeah, so I know what you're so saying. So, yeah, he, he did it gracefully. So I thought, will I ever be ready to do that? And I almost said no. I go, well, listen, let's not cut myself off from evolving, you know. So I don't know. So Daniel, the way I got into it was Daniel kept saying, Todd, you have to talk about it in front of these audiences. You have to affectionately and rightfully trying to push me. So on stage, I mentioned I said girlfriend, and then I coughed, and then I and then I went, oh folks, I have to, I don't have a girlfriend, I have the other type of friend. <laughs> and I go, oh, I go, Daniel's in the back of the room. You need to talk about this. These are open-minded people. I got to talk about it. You go up on that stage. They're very smart, and they don't care. And you, if you're ever going to be comfortable, you fucking talk about it when we're in Amsterdam. So the crowd laughed at that. I go, and I said he's affectionately pushing me into it. So I went, folks, the thing is, I didn't talk about it for so long. I go, Every, we're on the same page here, right? I have a friend. I go, like, there. I don't know what to call that person. So, like, and then I, the emailer that sent me that joke in, I used it. You know, I said, um, I don't like significant other. Sounds like a very clinical, like a science project. I go, so I'm going to go with partner in crime. You know, my crime is disobeying God. I got to laugh. And then I said, you know, I don't like the term even coming out of the closet. It's, again, it's not the, the problem I have, not someone that was dishonest about who they were for legitimate reasons, then being honest about who they were. That's not my problem. That's a good thing. It's, again, the term coming out of the closet. It sounds, you know, comedically, it sounds gay. Uh, you know, it's, it sounds a lot. It's, you know, it doesn't sound, I don't want to use that word, even me, because I don't believe you should use the, the, you know, you know, I think in this case, I'm fine. But um, I go, can it be something like, you know, like strolling out of a saloon, <laughs> right. you know, walking out of the garage, you Knocking know, one out of the park? Yeah. Hey, yeah. Last I went on the Mark Marin and I finally knocked one out of the park. <laughs> I, I walked out of the saloon, you know, I fucking picked up a. So anyway, I talked about that. It felt good. And um, that's it. So that was that was that was good. Plus, if you can't open up in another country. You know, I mean, I could always get out of there early if there was a problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? The Dutch are very, they're like San Francisco. They're very accepting of everything except people from Los Angeles. Looking so. for a city built above. Looking for a city. This man is well abled. Looking for a city built above. Looking for a city. All right, this is not fair to do to people. All right. That's the one song he's not good at. I mean, if you play the rest of his album, it's great. <laughs> what if it was? Um, hey, by the way, I can't get enough of these shows where they talk about music and the people come out and they're going to start singing opera. It, w- it was amazing once. Now they come out. What do you do? I sing opera. Yeah, they're going to be good. And then they all have to look at each other. The judges like, whoa, we didn't expect this schlub to be able to, you know, belt out a song. The first, who was the first girl that that happened with on America's Got Talent? Her name was Susan. Susan Boyle? Susan Boyle. Right. Yeah. Anyway, that's not important. Um, here we go. This is, the, this is going to be the longest, serious opening of the show we've ever had. It could be seven hours. 
That way, when it's only an hour and 15, people will be like, it actually wasn't seven hours, but I'm going to let it be. You might think, well, Todd, you said that 20 minutes ago. Why are you prefacing? That's the way it works. One more Amsterdam question. Did you have any revelations when you were on mushrooms that were life-altering or meaningful in any way or was it just sort of like well, the, uh, colors and the light bulbs in the ceiling like that you know i have this ability to i think everybody does where you're it's almost the way i like to be where you go out the way i say you float away for a little bit i like to float about two inches off the ground that way if i need to step back <laughs> down i can i can push my foot out and touch the ground I don't want to float 10 feet off the ground. So, yeah, because I was looking at this. There were like 100 red bulbs in the ceiling. And when they were playing music at the end of the night, they had them hooked up to like a, like a DJ type of a, um, a circuit where they could, you know, blink in squares or four squares here and then four squares there. And then maybe they'd go in circles. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and I was sitting there going, oh, my God. I go, who did the lighting here? And I'm like, they're like, Todd, you're on mushrooms. It's not a big deal. <laughs> I'm like, and, but it was so cool. We met these flight attendants that uh, they were so cool. We flew in. I don't know if it had anything to do with their guidelines for how nice flight attendants should be. But, you know, I've talked about this before on the show. It's an amazing power that four the, the flight attendants can have of having – the feeling of calm in the air, and we were, we were in coach. You know, We didn't fly first class, and we felt loved and taken care of and respected. And I loved them so much we invited them to the show. So uh, the one girl came one night with her husband, and then we had a good time. And, we go, and Daniel, there was another girl that was on the flight. She was very, very attractive, and Daniel had a little bit of a crush on her. And, they, and we're like, you should invite her. And she came the next night, and they're hanging it. I'll bleep out the airline. Maybe mark this area. I don't want to get... Nah, it won't matter. So we're sitting in the club. It's after the show. I go over to the table, and they're just fun, and she's with three other, uh, three of her girlfriends. You know, just friends, not, not, not no lesbian relationships. Anyway, uh, and uh, we go, do you want to do mushrooms? And they're like, ah, and then we're just doing mushrooms and eating them right there. And then they were, they were just like, everybody was dancing with everybody and just... Very loving, and not not because of the mushrooms. It was only us three or four that were on the mushrooms. But just going, what a what a what a fun night of just just. It's almost like reminding me of silly dancing at my house, but at a club with the staff, and th- they were just so nice. One of the bartenders, he would always look at me because I would go sit at the bar, and they had Haagen Dazs ice cream, little cups of it, and I would just like keep. I I think I had six in one night. He goes, "What flavor?" I go, "Just get one." <laughs> and he would always go, "Are you okay? Are you good? You're in a good place." And just it was, it couldn't. Have, if you're going to do mushrooms and it's going to open you up emotionally like that, for me it did. Just what a what a what a what a special special group of people to be with. It was really great. So, um, you know, I don't want to talk about that. I, we're going to talk about Mister Rogers on on, what the, on uh, Fox them playing him. Talk about Paula Dean. You're damn right I am. You know, I was thinking about something. When it has to do with people, whenever you ask people what their opinion was over progress that was made in the history, I saw somebody talking about this on uh, on the news one night when they were talking about gay marriage and their stance, and then they the, the interviewer was pretty good. He asked him, you know, where would you have been on this issue, which is something I talked about before to ask people. And they're always, you know, most people you can surmise are going to say what this person said, like, where would you think you would have been when it came to, you know, other people's rights, you know, women's rights, uh, uh, other, other, you know, where, where society has been unfair. Where, and they never go, 
They never pick one. Not one have I seen somebody ever go, well, what, where would you have been on racial issues? Well, I would have hoped. Where would you have been when the, when, when the fight, uh, white people should be able to marry black people? When, you know, no one would go, well, that one I would have had a problem with it. I've got to be honest with you. I could sit here and lie and say I would have been okay with it, but I would have, women voting absolutely. Um, the, the 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 right the, the black and the white people marrying or slavery. I don't know. They're always going to go. And this person was doing that. They were saying, well, I would have been. That the, they wanted to say, no, you can't compare it. Of course, you have to say that. That's their fight. Then anybody that would ever hear these words coming out of my mouth would be like, no, I would have been open minded about that. That's different. But let me tell you something. Your fake, open-minded past doesn't show where you're at on today's issues. Your fake past that we hype, we have to hype, you weren't there during those times. So it's a fake, imaginary road down, going backwards, and you're very open-minded back then. And your fake little past that we make pretend, you're, it's amazing. As a matter of fact, you seem brilliant. We've asked you where you would have been at five or six crosswords and crossroads in society you're just brilliant about it you're open-minded for that you would have fought for that there's not one that you were going well but but then this i hope this comes out of my mouth as well as it did into my recorder your fake past doesn't show where you're at on today's issues your real stance on today's issues show where you would have been in the past doesn't fucking work the other way. You don't use your may pretend past of, well, what would I have done to show how intelligent you are? We take today where your stance is when it comes to evolving. Then we know exactly where you would have been in the past. Right. That's the way it fucking works. Absolutely. Does that make yes. sense? It makes perfect sense. Yeah. It's easy for them to sit here now and uh, be brave and be marching with MLK. Yeah. Or, would have uh, this been you? I hope. But now they're saying, well, this is different. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. And I was thinking of comedians. Uh, I don't want to talk about that. Um, you know, I, I understand now why people always like, you know, when they're saying, oh, in the book, in the book, in the book. Because it does – a lot of the things that we're writing in the book are coming up today. And I said – when we were talking the other day to Ghostwriter, I feel I owe it in the book. I've talked about it on the show, but I feel we need to put it in the book to explain to a person that wants to believe we're doing better as a society. I always picture a younger person, but there's so much chaos in the school shootings, and to, we owe it to them to give them ammunition to fight why it doesn't mean we're not moving forward because of all of this chaos. And th the way I thought about it was. All our problems do lead to that we don't treat people fairly, all of them. And if you just clean it up and you have 10 people in a room, I just picture there's 10 people in a room and then you got the guy who's, you know my scenarios, there's a leader. And no one's behaving. No one's listening. No one's helping anybody else. No one cares about anybody else. People are angry. People are pushing. Just make it 10 people in the room, not the world, 10 people in a room. And they're stealing, and, they're, and, and somebody comes over to that guy, and there's 10 people in a house. Let's say in a house. They live in a house, and there's anarchy. It's getting bad. There's fights. Everything's happening. And somebody comes over to the one guy that's sort of in charge. He goes, can I, can I give you a little suggestion? If you're, I, I noticed you have the women not being able to do this, or you, know, you have the guy over there who's gay, and you're not letting him be. And you're, if you treated everybody fairly... 
and equally, you might there might be more harmony in the house. And I just picture the leader going, you think so? Like, it sounds stupid, doesn't it? Like, oh, really? Help me out with this. I'm, I, I want to learn. Yes, if you're fair to everybody in the home, people will be happier. And when people will all be treated fairly, harmony will occur. I never thought. So that's the world. Why well, I'm surprised there aren't more craziness going on the way we treat people. And again, I've called, I should call the show. We're going to talk about it before. You know, just think about it. Not that, that in, the, in the schools, like we, we joked about on the show, how can we have harmony when in the history of the world 20 minutes ago, I get institutions of learning are going to evolve. But in our time, 20 minutes ago, they shouldn't have been taking a ruler and whacking a kid's hand to sometimes blood. That's in the learning institution. That's not people. That's the learning institution hitting kids with rulers. We're still fighting for gay marriage. So when you wonder why the world's chaotic, because look what we fucking do. Yes, it makes me think that is you refer to leadership and the government and it, it makes me wonder if if we're better off without any government at all and just just think about that i know that we're putting a lot on we're, we're relying on them to make right decisions but i i would like to think if there were no government at all would we be better because it would force us to have these groups of 10 people or communities or then getting to the state level and then so what my position is if we were starting first with the individual, once the individual feels like they got their shit together, then they take care of their family. And then once the family's taken care of, you take care of, of the larger family and then build out to uh, cities and states and, and then go up because the top-down centralized way isn't doing well, it. My and- instincts are to go right where that wouldn't work. But that's probably because if, if you are right, and somebody agrees with you out there, they're going, no, no, Todd's looking at it. But my instincts in the beginning are to go, I mean, I'm aware that government has also done, or, or did we, did, government has also done some great things. Like, I always think the question should be, you know, are there ever times when the government gets involved where I go, mind your own business there? Yes, but I can't give a blanket statement. I wish the government would butt out because that means, okay, government's going to butt out. And we're also going to erase everything we did. There's no seatbelt law for children anymore. So the government See, didn't cause you, that, that. That could be taken care of on a, on a local level. What I'm saying is uh, the, the way it is now is that I, I think that our federal government, they're making some good decisions in some key social areas, but they've become sort of big brother. They, they've overreached. But let me, let me go back a little for at least clarity the way I'm thinking about it. For social problems we've had, government didn't cause slavery, did it? If there wasn't government? Aren't people – over people there's a little bit of selfishness in them and by the way i hate to say this but i'm going to if i go how can people be so selfish because you don't see the effects of the harm of what you do you're able to do it because you don't see the direct that's why when some people i'll relate it to me when people find out they have a gay child and they see what's being done they're forced to evolve how can someone look the other way maybe instinctually we're that way maybe that's why i eat meat so how can I get mad at someone else? That's my goal to not eat meat. Oh, because I don't see it. I'm able to have a disconnect. So how angry can I get at somebody else that has that disconnect because they don't see the harm that their ignorance does, so they just let it happen? Maybe that's my path to becoming a better person where I can. But I don't know if the government – that's pretty a tangled web of a conversation we're having. 
if the government is necessarily responsible. But as human beings, let's may pretend there is no government because I don't think the government has. Well, I think governments would form. They would just form at local levels. Like but I'm talking about already. this starting of some of these prejudices or, or wrongdoings or treating people wrong. I mean, the government has also stepped in. You know, like, you know, like we said, what can the government do? You know, in a way, I get off on saying this, you know, when it comes to equal, when it comes to, uh, you know, uh, forwarding uh, racial issues, the, the, you know, I what can the government do? Or what can we do? You know, oh, guess what? Your, your son that's white is going to go to school with this black kid. And if you get in the way, we'll come in. Not, not, not being silly here. We'll bring the government in and we'll fucking shoot you if you get in the way of us. And some people did. Right. They didn't shoot people just because they verbally disagreed. But if you were going to harm the black children that were being brought into the school, I think that's when gover- – but government got involved. I, the shooting, I don't know the details of that. But someone said, no, there were the, – the army did have to come in and go, yo, we're going to fucking evolve. And it means we have to bring in a rifle and shoot you in your fucking head? We're doing it. Now get the fuck out of the way and evolution happened. Yeah, I know you can't bully people into being intelligent, but it certainly is fun to think that in that case they right. did it. Does right. that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. But I guess I'm just feeling a little disappointed in our government in general right now because of uh, the whole NSA revelations. And rather than – Is that a different – here's the, am I having a problem with this because that's a different conversation than my well, conversation as well, far yes as – Yes and no. I mean I think that right now, aside from gay marriage and a few other issues, there's – no difference between Barack Obama and Dick Cheney. I mean, they're the same. They have sold out America to uh, international kind of interests that don't have America's interest. And there's all these undeclared wars. All our money's tax dollars are being wasted and going to companies like Halliburton. And it, it just feel like this government has lost its right to govern. I, I feel bad, but here's where I have to be honest with you. And believe me, you know I'm being genuine. I get lost. When it comes to social decent... What's going on? Oh, when it comes Oh, there's like a noise I hear. When it comes to social decency, then I could talk about it, but when it gets into the government and certain areas I can talk about, but then I get a little lost, so it's hard for me to tap in. But when I'm talking about people being decent and uh, just your thought, so as opposed to the government, th- it would take me so long to be able to to catch up on the what you're saying, but when it comes to just someone's opinion, like that guy over there, why do you hate this or that guy? that's easier for me to tap into. And that's why, you know, when we were talking about, um, yeah, just, just you know, not the government, but people. Like, we know people that think, all right, settle for the civil union. or And, and going back to my original question is why is there so much chaos right now if the world, if we need to go back to what we, you know, uh, doesn't that prove we need to go back? And I've always said we owe it to people to give them ammunition, especially young people, to go, well, here's what's going on. And, and you know, so... You know, well, I get why there's chaos I'll in the say, world. I'll is say what one I'm more saying. thing. I think these advances take place not because of government, but in spite of government. And I think that if there weren't people making sure that in Alabama that black kids were allowed to go to these colleges, that they would be going right now, regardless of the behavior of our government. Now they well, they behaved right in in certain cases, but I don't think that's why people are are doing the right thing. I think it's the evolution, the other evolution you're talking about. There's these tipping points of more and more people influencing other people. Well, what I should do here, and you hear, rarely hear me say this, is consider that food for thought, not in a blowing you off way, but go then talk about it off the air. You know where you can talk about it for like a different style, and then come to another, come to a conclusion on that because that's hard for me to. To wrap, uh, it's just like I said. It's easier for me to think of you know the people that we know in our lives 
that outside of any government influence have a feeling. If, 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 if deep down at some other level that is perpetuated by the government, that I, I can't wrap my head around right now. Does that make sense? Yes, yeah, I get it. All his – this man is sane. Looking for a city built above. Looking for a city. Okay, sorry. I still um, – we're moving on. We're, on the opening of the show, I'll be like, hey, the first hour. But I needed <laughs> to do this, Tom. I feel lighter. Good. I feel Good. lighter. Um, Paula Dean. We know can, a little. Can I just do one funny quote? I have an idea for a recurring Todd Glass bit. Is I was you, you sure you don't want to wait till later when we can sink our okay, teeth into right, it? Yeah, yeah. Go, yeah. Okay, we I'll sink wait. our teeth into it. Can this be um, count, counting as a teaser? <laughs> yes. Pretty soon we're going to do a bit that I might suggest that could become recurring and maybe funny. You're listening to the Todd Glass Show. All right. Um. I, I do. I want to talk about this. I want to talk about the Paula Dean thing. Um, am I saying her name right? I never even heard of her till this no. controversy. You know, when somebody – let's start here. When somebody says – you know, there's that sort of attitude of, oh, like people get unjustifiably hung. Okay, maybe it wasn't right. Maybe it was – let's start with the – let's be clear as my head can be. Let's start there with, with, with answering that thing you hear like – all right, it wasn't the uh, – yeah, it wasn't right, but oh, God, we just love to hang people. I give your weight on that. Zero credibility, not yours, but yours in general, until I find – how did I write this? What your history of empathy is. And then only will I weigh in what you have to say. The same way that if someone's talking about comedy, I talk. But if there's a dentist, just because there's not a degree of empathy that hangs on your wall, in my head there is. So if somebody goes, wow, what I would do, a dentist, and if I was a dentist, I want to hear what you fucking say. I, I want to talk to a dentist. So I need to find out before I – what your history of empathy is. So, yes, have we unnecessarily sometimes – when you get into these people, again, we're answering the question. People go, oh, Jesus, is it that big of a deal? Let me find out what your history of empathy is. Let's take ten situations where people I – mean, the Paula Dean situations where somebody does something or somebody says something in the news. And well, I'm not even sure what exactly she did. Well, there were uh, – yeah, I think most of our listening audience does, but for the ones that don't, right. Uh, there was one thing that said she wanted to have an old-fashioned wedding sort of like, you know, where the – Oh, where, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then there was also did she ever use the uh, – the N-word. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, she says only once. If, I, did, I did YouTube some stuff to, to, to try to understand what I'm talking about. But what I said, I'll say it again. I've said it before. I'll educate myself. So someone writes an email, and I go, Ooh, that's a great point. I, I was so off there, and you just can't wait till you get back on the show next week to go, remember what I said last week? Ooh, and then I retract, or I, or I disagree, and I argue back. Um, that... You know, did she ever use the N-word? And she, uh, she said, you know, one time when she was being held up. Uh, first of all, I, that's the one time not to use the N-word. <laughs> you got to guide – by the way, Matthew Myers said that last night. He goes, that would be the one time not to say that word. Someone has a gun to your head. Um, but, uh, it, it, but, but, again, let's go back because all the details of this, 
we'll, I do want to uh, sink my teeth in two. But let's keep it clean. If someone said you got one point to make, this would be it first. And then we'll make 100 others. Somebody says, again, oh, my, yeah, it wasn't the bad. People are so quick. What is your history of empathy? I need to find out your history of empathy. So let's say there were 10 situations like this, which over the years we, we've known them. People, whether it's the Alec Baldwin with his daughter on the phone or whether it's, you know, um, um, at the Laugh Factory. I'm okay with out of that 10 if some of them you went, that person got unjustifiably crucified. I'm not negating that that happens, even where I'm like, oh, fuck, that person. But I want to hear the three out of the 10 or two where you think before I sit down and have a conversation with you that you are just unnecessarily saying, you know, you if you go to that all the time, if every time there's one of those situations you go, ah, leave people alone, well, you might just not be an evolved person. I'm not wasting my energy on you. And I'm going to make a weird analogy. It's like when someone's panning a silly movie, but they go, before you think I just pan all silly movies, they list four that they loved. And you go, all right, I can still disagree with their evaluation of this movie, but they did fucking give those other four, they gave those two Adam Sandler movies like fucking great reviews. They're like, what a great movie. So they can like and appreciate a silly movie. They're not just writing it off because it's silly. That's why sometimes a reviewer says that right up front. They go, hey, before you think I'm just, I, I, yeah, same thing with me in this. I, you know, I need to hear, give me one situation where the good of society because society can be good too. We can be, you know, decent. We can be kind. Where in this case, the good forget. We'll, we'll get to the times where people were crucified for no reason. We'll get to that. Give me one, and I want to hear it from your heart because I know what it feels like when someone talks to the heart. Where the good of society did come forward and go, fucking no, no. You don't get to have a show. You don't get to do this. Or you're being, let's say, crucified fairly. Say to that person, good, what was that? If they go, uh, and they don't have anything, and I mean from your heart, where you go, that was, uh, because you can tell, that, that, that doesn't mean we still can't agree to disagree on the Paula Dean thing, but at least I know I'm entering into a conversation that with someone that has empathy and always does, and every time there's something like this, go, ah, leave everybody alone. Because I think we can be very forgiving as a society, too. Yeah. Yeah, we can fact, be. Jimmy Carter came out and he said that you know maybe we ought to forgive uh, Paula Dean and 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 I think that uh, it, at some point yeah probably. but you can't forgive somebody if she did something wrong when they're just and look what I'm about to say is what everybody has always said when these things happen are you sorry that you got caught or are you sorry that you said it mm-hmm. so you know. Look, some of this is true because the Food Network is in the business to fucking make money. And if they thought that there wasn't more – this is my opinion, my opinion. And again, I can educate myself and learn and come on next week and, clear, and, and change things around. But to, to me, if they didn't know, they know more than us. Every one of those networks knows more than us. They're not deciding whether to fire her because of people are writing things on blogs. Like, she's so worried. I'm getting an unfair rap. And by the way, yes, people can do things that are genuinely wrong, and then the world can overreact to it. So the question is, that's not where, that's not where the Food Network or these people that have let her go are getting their information from. They know. They know what's about to come out, and they know whether there's legitimacy to it because they want to fucking make money. So if they've let her go, I don't think it's because they went on blogs and, so, and saw somebody unjustifiably 
crucify her and went, oh, we better drop her. Millions and millions and millions of dollars, you know. But what bothered me about when I, I looked around, I tried to come on here, someone educated, is that she does – if somebody says something like that, you can't apologize you, because, because I don't want an apology. I want you to grow. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the scenario I came up with, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what I would have said if this ever happened or like I would wish she would have said, and then I'll tell you why she can't say it. Come on TV after something like this. Look, let's go into it saying that this is true. I know you might think, well, geez, if it's not, that's a horrible leap to make so you can talk about what you perceive to be true because I believe it is true. I believe that she's done some things that are incredibly racist and the wedding, just even to want that type of wedding. Um, look, you, you know, you go on and you say, look, I'm not proud of my behavior, but I ask for no forgiveness. And remember, I'm going to tell you what I would have said and tell you why she can't say it. I'm not, I'm, I don't want forgiveness. I, there's nothing to forgive me for, but I want you to give me time. It's not right that, you know, it, it could have been this situation, it could have been any, but you get it. This works for a lot of those things. But I'm asking only for one thing, and I'm shy to even ask for that because I've hurt people. I don't like what I did. I don't like that's me. I've had some soul searching, but, I, but you can't forgive me. You don't know if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. But give me time to prove that I want to be better than this. I don't like my behavior. It is vile. I realize that these words pack a punch. And along with those words and somebody that would want a wedding for like that, that's not a good person. But give me time. I'm going to go silent and do soul searching. And I'm going to work on myself. Just don't give up on me yet. You don't have to give me an, You don't have to forgive me. I'm not asking for anything. I deserve nothing. But to just ask, give me some time. And then if somebody really didn't like their behavior, people do change. There's people that are horrible people, the Ku Klux, people that were involved, you know, with the Ku Klux Klan that they go on to tour around and they, they, people can do incredible things. But when you're just saying, I, you know, and I, and I, you know, I'm, all she was worried about was, well, by the way, the reason she couldn't do that is because that takes an evolved person to be able to even come up with that fake scenario. And, you know, I'm saying I'm evolved. But someone that, that's like that or would say things like that or want a wedding like that couldn't go to that place of saying, I want to evolve. Because if they did, they wouldn't have ever said that to begin with. Does that make a little yeah, sense? Yeah. So all she was worried about, all she was saying was that she was unjustifiably, right? Uh, right. you know. Yeah, like, her apology didn't seem... Like she really was as sorry. It felt like she was sorry she got caught. Cause she, yeah, because how can you be sorry? Oh, that's my oh – God, I'm glad I thought about this. Whenever this happens, people come on and they go, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't want an apology. I'm also not writing you off. I'm being fair. Do I think you can have vile behavior as a human being and then evolve past it? I don't care if it's only 10% of the time or whatever it is. Yes, I have faith. I'll wait. So I don't want an apology – I want you to grow, and you can't grow from getting caught doing something Thursday night to when you end up on Good Morning America the next day. You couldn't have grown. The thing that made you say that, that's not gone. So I don't want an apology. I want you to grow. So when they come on with an apology, it's like, I don't want an apology. I'm not hanging you. I'm not done with you. I'm not burning you. But I want you to grow, and you couldn't have grown from – so what are you apologizing for? You're apologizing that you said it. 
Right. Now I want There's you to. There's nobody to apologize. That's part of the problem. There's no person to apologize to. She's apologizing to an abstract group of what we call race, or to the public about what she said about an abstract group of right. people we call race. So it's there's no one even to forgive her for that. Yeah, yeah. It's like you, you know, what there's you can... no, you can't get the race behind a microphone going saying, yeah, well, uh, what she said was wrong and right. we for, forgive her. And I'll give you the opposite example. About 20 years ago, when Larry Bird was the best NBA player, arguably, he was winning the MVP all the time, a rookie by the name of Dennis Rodman for the Detroit Pistons at the time said, if Larry Bird was a black guy, he'd just be another player in the NBA. And everyone's like, whoa, he's the greatest player ever. How could you say that? And there was this press conference. Everyone's lined up waiting for Larry Bird's response. And this is what Larry Bird said. Well, uh, maybe there's a lot of truth to what he said. Let's just forget about it. I don't want to talk about race. We'll talk about basketball. And in a way, since it was one guy, Larry Bird, and another guy, the idiot who said it, in this case, Dennis Rodman, there was an opportunity for forgiveness, and but here it's so much harder because, well, because it's a group of be, people. Because, look, people can be decent people and make egregious, is that the word? Yeah. Mistakes. Mm-hmm. But not when it comes to anti-Semitism or oh, prejudiceness. Yeah. You, you, there's, a, there's a thought process that goes behind that. Where I would accept an apology, let's say there was someone that, like the, when people get caught online, like that Paul Anka thing where he's yelling at his band. Right. Could you apologize for that the next day and come from your heart? Yeah. You, because you could go, look, that is unforgivable. And, and I, I, you know, that's not a way to talk to another human being. And I don't expect you to trust me, but I'm telling you that's not who I am. But it doesn't matter if that happens even 1% of the time. It's 1% of the time is too much. And I, and I want you to know – and me go, oh, you know what? I, whatever that person said, to listen to it and go, you know what? I, I, I believe they were being genuine. But you can't you know, want a wedding that's reminiscent of slavery in a, in a lapse of judgment. <laughs> that's not the fucking way it happens. You don't have right. a lapse of judgment and get incredibly homophobic yeah. for, right. for 10 seconds. You can be a decent person and maybe fly off the cuff and yell and be able to go. It's unacceptable. It was vile behavior to treat another human being that way. So that's what, like... You know, that's, yeah, that's yeah. the problem. Her, her, um, her violation was pretty thought out and specific. And uh, so, yeah, it wasn't just an off-the-cuff kind of stupid so, statement. So before we move on to one other thing, that's – I always say I'm trying to give people ammunition. Before – you know, the Paula Dean thing's probably gone, but this is the type of ammunition you can use. Before you get into it with somebody, check their credits. Check their resume of empathy. Because do you want to get into a conversation with somebody for 45 minutes about something if you would have first found out? Because let me tell you something. There would be people that might be able to say, actually, when this happened, I thought that uh, the, the good part of this world stepped forward and crucified this person. I thought it was fair. But I bet the majority of the time, the per- majority, the person that says, oh, Jesus, we love to – what she did, all her supporters ah, – the majority of the time, I would say whatever. I'm saying the majority is enough, nine out of ten. If you said, hey, give me an example, like we just said, in the history when they, they wouldn't be able to have something come out of their mouth that would make you go, oh, shit, that person really did majority of the time. Yeah. Uh, when well, they her just- cruise ship appearances of book uh, are sold out. I mean, there is this, this vast support behind hey, her. And if she's such a good person— and she's such a nice person and such a caring person, then what does she fucking want evil money from the Food Network for anyway? Because obviously, if they're wrong, 
If they are dead wrong, if they've unjustifiably crucified her and the people, well, then what do you want that show for anyway? You know, because you all, you know, my mama taught me never take a do- one dollar from evil as much as, you know, any a red cent from an evil person. You know, all those quotes, those, you know, well, when they're brilliant, they're also great. Some of those southern quotes are also can be can be incredible. Not southern, but like uh, sim- like Dr. Phil type of things, you know, like uh, w- w- uh, those type of simplest, sim- simple quotes that come out of people's mouth. But with her, it seems like it's all my mom and my dad. So what do you want the money for? You, you have your audience that agrees with you. Isn't that what you want? Isn't that where you want your money to come from? So from now on, all the money you'll get will be from decent people. Sarcastically, I'm saying, because the people that are backing you, let's, let's play hypothetical here for a second and really sink our teeth into it. I'm not, I don't, you know, in case someone tunes in right here. The people that are backing you are decent people that fucking get it. They get it. They watch, they listen, they care, and they are loving people that back you. They are loving people because they are educated and intelligent and decent and kind. And the people that are defending her on the blogs are decent, kind people. Well, from now on, that's where all your money will come from. Isn't that you're okay? Your money. So, 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 you know, you shouldn't want to go back to those other networks. The, the, the people that, you know, were unfair to you. So, but the main thing was, again, two things. One, get, get someone's resume on the, uh, you know, on that. And then two, um, you know. See, but what do you there do? There is no two. <laughs> just just, one, just one. to, to uh, spin it a little bit. Like, what do you do if instead of just a celebrity that you like, uh, there's somebody in your family? Like, let's say I have an uncle who's a drug dealer and kind of a criminal who uh, I'm stuck with this guy the rest of my life. He's just a few years older than me. I mean, he's sort of reformed now. But when we were growing up, he was a criminal. He was a bad guy. He did some terrible shit that I knew about. And then... I see some good in him too. Like, what do you do about those kind of situations? I'm sure that this Paula Dean is probably a better person than my uncle, who I've had to find a way to live with. But you don't and- have to support your uncle if he comes to you and asks you for money to start a business. No, you don't. While you're there, you have to be decent. And you, yeah, I get it. You can't. You can't have everyone out of your life. But you know, you you, you don't have to go. Yeah, you, know, you don't. Right. Have you don't to have to give him, him a show. You don't have to give him a show. Although it would be an entertaining. show. And when people go, well, nobody's perfect. You know that, or nobody. I get it. I'm a for, I, by the way, I think my resume on empathy is pretty good. I am a caring person. I am forgiving. I'm not a fucking angel. I'm very forgiving. I did not forgive her. I can't forgive someone until they ask for forgiveness mm-hmm. as a person. That's all from one person to another. I can't forgive you. I cannot forgive her because she's not asking for forgiveness. She did not explain how I can tell when somebody does something wrong. People, but what if, people, can you forgive her for her ignorance at least and hope for her growth? Like, well, I forgive. Only when she asks for it. You can only help a, a drug addict move on when they're ready to go, I'm a drug addict. And, and, you know, when people say I met her and she was kind and, hey, I know some very kind people except in certain areas. You don't think that people that had, you know, look, I know she didn't have slaves. That's not my point, but you'll get it. When, when, if somebody had slaves and somebody else went, is that true that they had slaves and someone goes, a white person goes, well, every time I was around them, they were nice and they were kind. I'm sure people that had slaves made lemonade for people and gave children <laughs> cookies. But you don't judge them on how they treated you right. because if you're white and she has a problem with black people. And by the way, because we don't know the specifics, I, I've learned as much as I can. This conversation has to do with everything right. that comes down the road. Right. So 
Why do I? Oh, Jesus. Hey, you know what the great part about it? When you listen to the podcast, you can press 15 seconds ahead. <laughs> so I'm right now. Click, 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 click. I'm still talking about it. Click, click, click. Okay, they've click, click, click. Ah, still talking about Paula Dean. Still talking about Paula Dean. All right, so let's move on. How long have we gone? This is fun. Oh, my Shut God. the fuck up. Are you kidding? We're fascinating. <laughs> Can, can I do one quote from Todd Glass from a previous show? I don't even know if you knew how funny it was. Oh, from the last show? Yeah. It was maybe two shows ago. It was with, with Henry Phillips. Oh, no, it was with Andy Dick. And uh, it just out of the blue, you go, oh, no, you were singing about something. And you go, my mother fucked her way to the top and eventually got a nursing degree and became a lawyer. Oh, <laughs> I, don't, I did hear that because my head, my, I, why would you get a nursing degree and then become a lawyer? Like, yeah, it was, <laughs> but I think every episode, and this is the, this is the, uh, this is the reward for you people who stuck around. This is the, for, the, for that teaser is I was thinking it would be funny to go through episodes and just pick random things that like that. I mean, that, that I cross in yes, my head and then make a cl- episode had so many funny things that you just pulled out. And then take them all, make the like cuff. a cliche and put them all together. And yeah. then, um, uh, uh, oh, fuck. <laughs> yes. I guess that would go in there. I'll, I'll do Not a example. cliche. I'll, what do you call it? Uh, a montage. Right. Oh, Jesus. Right. I'm a moron. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put together about 10 of them and I'll show you. Will you? Yeah. And that's going to be a recurring bit. All right. Here's our last thing. And then we're going to take a break and come back and get silly. All right. I think I got it. Um... I'm going to try to make this short. Mr. Rogers on Fox. You know, once before, I have to be very clear with this. I, I, Mr. Rogers, I mean, he's, would be, he, he was working now. He'd definitely be on Fox News. <laughs> <laughs> That's just where he fits. Um, <laughs> that uh, they, you go to it and watch it. I got like 15 tweets about it and a lot of emails about it that Fox was saying that Mr. Rogers might be the problem with kids today. Are you serious? Yeah, because they're told you told the kids. You know, by the way, while I'm working on this book, sometimes with Daniel, we talk about when you surround yourself with a circle of intelligent people, sometimes it, hey, look, it's a good thing to be. It means you're a kind person and you've surrounded yourself with kind people. But sometimes it makes you unaware of what racial problems people have or what sexism is. And you just hear people complain and you're around, you know, you think, well, the circle of people you've surrounded yourself with is the world. And it's not. Good for you with no sarcasm. Let me say it different. And good for you. Uh, for for surrounding yourself with that people, but don't let it put you out of with touch with what people are. So sometimes I'm working on the book, Daniel. Be like, does anyone out there think that? That's why I'm glad Fox did that. I don't think they were saying it that much tongue in cheek because you couldn't real. It would be like how tongue in cheek. Now I get for different reasons they were brilliant people, but if you really get uh, the brilliance of uh, of uh, Mr. Rogers, people then you couldn't do this tongue in cheek. Like, oh, they didn't really mean that. I get comedy. I get, I get parody. I love – I get it. So I, we go into it. What's my background now before I make fun of if people want to go, you think they were serious? Yes. Because in the book we talk about people that say, yeah, you can't raise your kids you know, to think that you know, when, when they all play baseball and both teams win, look, there's losers in life and you're not preparing them for it. And they're saying he taught everybody, hey, they're special inside of you. Well, you know, maybe that's not fair. You know, and then they don't know they have to work to be special. And you, if a comment 
or if a group I don't want to I don't want to be harmful to a person, but if the comments that they were saying had teeth, like if the comments had teeth, I'd want to kick their teeth in. But Plus, unfortunately, they're, they're, if, he, if Mr. Rogers were alive, I don't think he would he, allow them to, to. I mean, he would point out that that wasn't his point of view. His point of view was to make everyone feel children to feel safe that you have so they could express themselves. Right. And if they were aware of that, they couldn't have said all the stuff they were saying. They're saying it, whether elements of maybe where they were being tongue in cheek. If you go watch the six minute clip. Yes. But the bulk of what they were saying is because they meant it. And when people say, you know, he wasn't teaching children that you don't have to work to be special. You have specialness inside of you. Now, to get it out of you to write songs or to uh, to do whatever you do creative or to do comedy or to, to do whatever you do with your abilities inside, he's saying you have it in there. He's not negating now to get it out on paper. Yeah, that takes work. But, but there's, every child is special. That's not a lie. Right. That's not. And when people say, you know what, uh, look, I get why they say it and uh, when they go – you know, like, um, look, a lot of people take their pain, and that's why there's good music. And, you know, a lot of comedians go, hey, if I wasn't bullied, I would have gotten, you know, where did my comedy come from? I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. That's what you do when people, when you've had it, when things have happened to you bad. What do you do? Curl up and die? No. You try to turn it into a positive. That's the right thing to do. That part I agree with. Let me tell you something. If we didn't have people bullying each other or racist people or homophobic homophobic or sexist people, um, where would they get pain from? Good things come out of pain, and I agree. We're still going to have first breakups. We're still going to have death. Don't worry if we don't have man-made process hate. Right. We're still going to have it. So relax. And that's what I mean about, like, you know, this – that. Yes, bad things are going to happen, and but, but we don't need to have it processed. So with Mr. Rogers, you know, just teaching them that, like, you know, oh, and there's specialness inside of everyone. How could they? It's just so. Well, one of the songs he said is, I like you just the way you are. And if a kid can feel like he's liked just the way he is, and he doesn't have to change who he is at his core to impress somebody in order to just survive, then out of that person will will come great things because they have something inside of them that can then evolve, and that's usually something they're good at. And uh, then they don't end up trying to behave in a certain way that pleases others, which then maybe leads to working in finance or some other job that they're not appropriate. <laughs> it's not appropriate for them. <laughs> no, I mean anyone who works in mean. finance is just like, all right, I got to make people happy. So I'm sorry um, that Tom said that. A lot of finance people. I I know. Again, why is the world chaotic? Why do we have chaos in the world? You know what? Yeah, I'll go back. The fact that six people – and I don't care about the – I feel about Fox. Like I don't care if it was Fox. It could have been easily some other network that I like more. I don't give a fuck, fuck that it was Fox. It could have been some other. The, the group of people that were sitting around not getting the brilliance of Mr. Rogers. And, and you know what? When I talk about Mr. Rogers – or any teacher that was doing the same thing. Mr. Rogers was a celebrity, but also there were teachers at the time, the brilliant teachers that were teaching the same thing he taught. It doesn't matter if it wasn't most teachers. The, the, you know what I mean? If it's not all teachers, I mean. But there, there were teachers doing the same work of him, and were just decent people. When I, when I, so when I talk about Mr. Rogers, I talk about the, the, the decency that can go on in this world. When there's 
people that sit around. You want to know why there's chaos in the world? That in 2013, we watched six people or whatever it was talk for six minutes, I mean, about not getting the brilliance of Mr. Rogers. That forget about it, that, that just any kid needs to know he's special. But what about those kids that are going through that don't feel right in their bodies, that have an extra added like confusion in this world, that sit there and watch the TV? And, and, and like I said, even if you're a white male child, you know, the, the they still have a whirlwind of problems in their head, and they need to feel special. Then add to that. Uh, I can vouch for that. Yes, right. Add to that, or whether you're whatever you're going through, for, and and then times a hundred the kids that don't feel right in their own bodies, whether they're transgender or what. What are we? We don't know a lot about that. And either did he probably back then, but he covered it all by going. You know what? Look, I want to over-preface. When he said, I like you just the way you are, that meant nothing to me back then. Nothing. Zero. Now as an adult, what a good thing to tell a child. I like you the way they are. When nobody in their household was telling them, or maybe they heard things somewhere else, that there was an adult that looked into the camera and said, I like you just the way you are. And, and then six people. Six people, I'm sorry, I keep saying six people, six minutes of just, so when you want to know why this world is chaotic, the fact that six people could go home and put their head in the pillow, and by the way, probably think what they said was right. Mm-hmm. And I know Mr. Rogers, uh, you know, he wouldn't have believed, like I said, I wanted to kick, if that, te- if that comment had teeth, I'd kick it in. I get it, you don't make people grow with anger. This is a type of anger because, you know, it's, it's what I call poetic vulgarness. If I had the chance to sit down with one of those people, I would want to calmly sit down and go, if I tell you something that makes sense, are you able to if, – if you feel after what I'm saying, you still have a point, but are you able to take six minutes of conversation if I can just disprove everything you said in two minutes or a minute table to go – that's that's a good point. I, I don't – could you feel ashamed about that six minutes that you spent making fun of a man that just wanted children to know that they're okay and they're good? Was that where you spent your energies? So it's more about like who are you? Just because you're, you know, monsters don't have to – you know, the one woman that I saw, there was a woman and a guy and they were talking about it. You know, monsters don't all have faces that lava comes out of. But I can't help but think right. you're a monster. What? You are a monster with beautiful hair and beautiful makeup and, because, and, you, and you have beautiful cheekbones. But you're a monster. You are a fucking monster. Go look at some of the clips and see what they're doing. Six minutes on breaking down a brilliant man. What are they going to do? And next week, we'll talk about Martin Luther King. Right. So one last thing. They're like Tom Likas, only instead of talking about women, they're talking about other things. But it's in a way it's their stick. You know, it's like, hey, we're assholes and we'll we'll take anything. Well, by the way, that's when people always go, hey, what if they don't really feel that? Like, what if under truth serum, the ask them some I bet questions, they don't. but guess what? But here's my answer to that always. Sadder. It is sadder. sadder. It is worse. Sadder. Yeah. Sadder. I don't know, Tom. That's, to me, always the greatest question. Did they do it like, oh, fuck, it's ironic, and we know everyone loves Mr. Rogers, and it'll and, – and by the way, it's being talked about. It was – you know, it tweeted at me a lot, so I'm sure it got I them what they needed. I think most of them just care about ratings. I think that's what – You know what, though? Maybe it's worth – either way, it's sad, but I would surmise 
some of them believe it too. For probably. me to think the other way is probably crazy on my part. Some of them might. So really, it's which ones do say it because they mean it. Which ones are doing it because it'll create, you know, like oh, we're making fun of Mister Rogers, you know. So uh, there we go. Oh my God, Todd, I just thought <sighs> something. I'm a great guest when you want to do a show that's not funny. You know what, Tom? You're, I'm not even going to joke about that. You're a great guest, but I need someone to just sit there and, 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 and look at me like you care about what I'm saying. Todd, uh, I like you just the way you are. Aww. I'm not crazy about the shirt, but that's not you. Really? How do you think I look today? You look great. Do you, you really seem think relaxed. So? Yeah. Do you ever see me like when you think Todd looks better today? or do Because I, I think today I feel good. Yeah, you look better than you usually look. And I'm not, I, I mean, you're asking, so I'll tell you. Yeah. I came in. You seemed relaxed. Nice shirt. Look at young Jake Adams. Jake looks great. He looks better than all of us. I know. He's got a great, uh, a great smile. He seems happy. Yeah. He's good energy. He is good energy. He has more chi. Energy. Life chi. force. What about Aristotle? Aristotle's got more chi than us, too. I think he needs a burger or something. But uh, <gasps> <gasps> A soy burger. You didn't let me finish. <laughs> oh, fuck. He almost walked out. So let me say that before we take a break... Oh, I feel so much better. Thank you, people, for just letting me rant. I don't, even if you fast-forwarded by it, still thank you. <laughs> Why would I thank them? Um, I feel better, and I'm, I want to end positively. I still think... There's great things going on, and that's why I talk about this because you know that that that's you know that I'm aware of all the good too, and there's a ton of good. It just it just was that whole thing with the Mister Rogers thing that was to me more weird than the Paula Dean thing. I just sat, and by the way, justifiably that bothered me because again that wasn't that wasn't just. Uh, spitting at Mr. Rogers, you know, it was spitting at, I, I said, teachers or anybody that did for children. That's, that, that was spitting or certainly discrediting a tremendous amount of kind human beings. It's, not, it's saying anybody who was kind or told a child or if they're, hey, a lot of parents that teach their children, you know, like the whole thing with sports, like oh, both teams win. Like, oh, you won't get your child ready for the real world. Well, maybe not the real world that you create. But there's nothing – if you tell a child that he's special and that he's good and he's fine the way he is, don't worry. It won't fuck him up too bad. Tom, are you telling – argue with me here, mm-hmm. and then we're going to take a break. Okay. Are you telling – what do you tell your children when they were younger? I told them if they want – I'm going to really act like this is okay. happening. What well, do you tell I, them? I just told them that it's cutthroat out there, and they've got to do whatever it takes to uh, get on top and win. That's No, what no. Matters. Do you tell them that – you do the, play the role. Oh, where I thought you, you wanted me to be yeah, the you, Yeah, where you're telling them they're kind. Like, oh, you know, okay. I tell them they're kind, and I they're good. I tell my kids no matter what. I like them how they are, and uh, I'm – I just want them to be happy people, oh, to be honest and express who they no. are. And when they, put, I love you to death, but how can you? You're fucking your. No, kids you're not up. getting it. Let me tell you what I mean. Like for example, I in heard sports, you. You tell your kids. You no, tell your they, kids. This will help you on it. In sports, I would tell them to go out there and try their hardest. And if their team wins, that's great. But if they can go out there and try their best, win or lose, they should be happy. Tom, I know you can't combat ignorance with yelling. So I get it. We disagree. How the fuck are you doing that? You're gonna. So you tell your children that. How are you getting them ready for the real fucking world? Well, don't, don't you think that will help? No, there's they... losers. You got to let a kid know that he lost. It doesn't mean he's the worst kid. There's a baseball game. One team wins and the other team's losers. There's losers and there's winners. And you got to let your kid know that. What you're doing is you're saying you lost the game, but you're still a winner. You try hard. And that was great. You're trying to find the positive and then you're fucking your kids up. Well, I, I don't think so, Todd. I, th- I can't even talk about it anymore. <laughs> All right, everybody. We're going to take a break. And... Um, Remember this music? Uh, Let's play. 
I like this song. It's just bring, brang, broom, and a bring, bring, brang, and a broongity bring, and we'll be right back. A bring, bang, boom, and a bring, bring, broom, and a brang, 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 and a broom, broom, broom. A bring, bang, broom. We're doing the song. You know the song? A bring, bang, broom, and a boom, boom, bing, and a bring, bang, brang, and a brang, brang, brang. You know what I'm talking about? I'm too self-conscious to try and scat. A bang, 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 a bang, bang, bang. No, I think it's good. Really? Sure. Well, listen, listen. You're great. You put music behind my scatting? Wow, you sound a lot better. You know, when you, when you put the whole band around me. Hi, I'm high. <laughs> really? Oh, yes. Good, let's, I can admit it. Let's talk about something serious. <laughs> no, but listen, let's do this here. Remember, uh, uh, watch this. Now listen to this. Can you put some reverb in our mic? Now do you do it? A cream, 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 and a bring, bang, broom. A bring, bang, bang, and a boom, boom, bang. A bang, bang, boom, but a bang, bang, boom. Okay. No, no bullshit. When I have the music behind me, it sounds better. <laughs> I mean, you did it again. I don't know how you edit it so quickly. <laughs> Tom, you're just good high candy. <laughs> I, I say that to a few people, like, it's so over the top. Well, hold on. How did you put music behind it? It's just great. It's just, like, larger than life. Now, wait a second. You just did the same thing all over again, I tell you. You see, that's the great thing is I'm such a terrible actor. That, that's my acting choice. Well, let me tell you something. That's my move. Don't, 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 don't throw yourself under the bus. You know, you know you're not a good actor. So do I. So at least you do bits where the acting can be bad and it works. Right, right. I get it. I know. Huh? How do you like that? But listen to the real version. Okay, I go bring, brang, broom, right? What are the key words you hear me say? Bring, brang, broom. You say it too. Bring, brang, broom? That's it. Bring, brang, broom. Now listen to this song and listen closely. What did you just hear? Bring, brang, broom. Was, we're so like this song. We're as good. We're probably better. Thank you. I saw your face was taking the completely different direction. <laughs> and then Tom went, looked at me and he went, oh, he's taking it the other way. That's it. I'm very aware. Okay, let's say welcome back. <laughs> oh, we got a real ad. Let me tell you something. Uh, the people over at Lexus and uh, uh, go in and mention the show. And What about the, Kia? Oh, fuck. Did I fuck up the Lexus ad? Please, not in the middle of an ad. What is if it, this was a real is ad? Is real? And, no, what if this? What, what if this was a real ad, and then you didn't know, but we were live? And I'm like, I'm look. The, the, well, I drive a Kia. We just got a huge deal with like it keeps this radio station going that Lexus went with them, right. and then live we go. Oh, what about a Kia? The best ad Kia could get. Do do the do the do the commercial for. Well, let me do the real ad. We are doing a real ad actually. So anyway, if you go over to the people at Lexus and you say Togles show sent you. Now normally, um, nothing happens. They're, they don't do anything. Look, we have such a weird little audience. They said, if you come over, what, th- you're going to take care of you. So go on over to uh, Lexus, and I'm telling you, they'll treat you special. Lexus, uh, there is, as they say, a dealer near you. Bonjour. Je t'adore. C'est Here's to a life less routine. The more connected, athletic, seductive, 
Lexus RX. Up the door. Drive 2013 RX350 for 419 a month for 27 months with 3439 due at signing. See your Lexus dealer. The the uh, that's a nice Lexus for uh, 49 dollars a month. <laughs> that's a pretty sweet deal. It's 49 dollars a month, and they have to adhere to it because they said it, uh, it was that bad. All right. So anyway, there we go. Uh, by the way, that was fun to make pretend that Lexus. Like that's how you have to do it. Yeah. You can have all the jokes you want, but you know, you know when you do radio on the road, they, you learn very early. They, even those shows that let you do whatever you want, they don't fuck with the sponsors. <laughs> they don't need a comedian coming in there and go, oh, I got diarrhea on that burger. Hey, they give us 10000 a month. Just you, shut the fuck up. I can tell you. Am I making sense? Yes, totally. But what am I saying? I want to make sure I know what I I'm wonder, saying. I want to remember this so I don't forget it. Uh, <laughs> Vince Scully, the 80-something-year-old announcer of the Dodgers, he has to read these promos between innings or whatever. And one of them, uh, he had no idea what he was saying, but it was uh, Taco Bell for your late-night foodie call. <laughs> Why would you make Vince Scully say that? That's just mean. Right. So he, you know, he's this naive. I mean, you know, now he's eighty something. He's not going to know what a booty call is. You know what? That is so. You you pointed it out for it's like it's like come on, don't make little, Vin, You know, yes. give him the other the Farmer John commercial. He's not it? sure. You know what? You know what happens? You get to an age where you hope that the people, certainly at least, that respect you and love you would never put you in a bad situation. So when I'm a little bit lost, he's still there. I'm sure you could sit down. We're not saying the guy's he's, no, is he alive he's, still. Oh, no, yeah, he's still the announcer for the Dodgers. Right. He's and, he's, and he could talk to you and probably tell you stories. But there's a level of getting disconnected with... You know, maybe uh, what's what's right. cool, what's what's you know, what, and he doesn't know what he. You're right, he doesn't right. know what he's saying. He's, not like he's. We're not making him seem like he's a you know special needs. We're just saying, uh, wait, why? Mark that. No, don't mark it. Don't mark it. It's I said it, and then I go exactly what I don't like. It proves mark it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mark it. <laughs> Do you understand? Hold on. Why I'm a little yeah. because I don't want to start. We had such a serious show up front. I don't want to lecture. But here's what I I leave it. <laughs> because I said special needs, like going already to uh, – wait, did I say it wrong? No, you said it right. What did I say? You said um, you, you were protecting – you were implying that Vin Scully uh, had special needs because he's old or something like that? Is it? Oh, no, no, no. We weren't – oh, I was using it in the correct term. I wasn't saying, like, oh, special needs. I was saying it like um, we're not treating him like he has a mentally challenged – He's smarter than all He's of us smart, put together. But he could still be a little bit in another area. He's from very naive. three generations before Right, us. very yeah. naive. You know what it's like if you go to another country and you don't speak the language and you, there's a disconnect. Right. You hope no one would take advantage of that. Right, exactly. Oh. Yes. That's the happiest I've ever been. Did something come out of my mouth right? <laughs> Did it? Because I don't mind leaving it in if my thought had follow through and then I was able to explain myself. Why the word was okay in that situation, at least for me, as opposed to going like the retarded thing that I don't want people to do. Jesus oh. Christ, are you okay? I think you should do Todd. Gla- uh, Todd Glass should do promos for uh, Booty Call, the Foodie Call, Taco Bell. I would love to. I, I tell you, I want to have an ad for Taco Bell. Can I tell you what my ad would for Taco Bell would be? What would it be? We love dog shit in a folded over <laughs> overcooked shell. <gasps> Did that sound bad? For taco? Is that going to hurt the Well, burn? they're a sponsor, Tom. Well, and we're I, live. I, I meant the tasty kind of dog shit. I mean, it's like a lot of people... <laughs> people love dog yeah. shit. I mean, I wouldn't... You know, who, who's to say dog shit's not tasty? <laughs> and then here would be you. You'd be walking in the Taco Bell if you were going to do an ad for them. 
and I'd go, uh, what's the what's it called now? The the tacos? I forgot what we're talking about. Here we go, all fucking over again. <laughs> I know. Let me stay on track. Uh, the Taco Bell. If if I was going to do an ad for Taco Bell, first of all, this is what could be an ad you could do. This would be an ad you would have to sell to Taco Bell. So I would just say uh, we've talked about this. I think uh, I would just admit what they are for what they are, and have a campaign. This is what I. If I was an ad executive, would I put my name on the line? A certain amount. You'd have to go to them because you'd get you'd be done if this didn't work. You'd look like a fool. It's like the people that told Domino's, admit your pizza crust sucked. That wasn't an easy decision. That could either really go on, fuck. When, what, let's say Pizza Hut ended up clo- going pretty much bankrupt. You mean Domino's or pizza? Domino's. Right. Let's say Domino's went bankrupt. I, look, this is a weird way of thinking it. This could have been the story. When did Domino's go bankrupt? They were huge. That com- they had a campaign, and that's what most people think, where they admitted their food was bad. And in hindsight, you just you don't recover from that. It's yeah. not something you do. You just fix the fucking dough and you move forward. And, yeah, say close them. That could have happened. You might go, but it didn't because some ad executive was right in going. Somebody made a choice, and they weren't wrong. But that's how easy it could have gone, that that could have been their story. So anyway, the same way with Taco Bell. This could either be the dumbest guy in the world with this idea or it could fucking put Taco Bell, make them – they triple their sales. Because it came from – am I okay? Yes, I totally. It came from a night that happened. We, this night we were all hanging out, and this is where the idea came from, and some, we wanted to get tacos. And somebody goes, oh, I know this place. It's right up the street. They got big fat. You know, they're all trying to – it's organic. It's a little thing. And we go, no, we want to go to Taco Bell. And they go, Taco Bell? Why would you go to ta- – sometimes you're just in the mood for Taco Bell. <laughs> you know, and that's the ad campaign. But it's not that great. <laughs> yeah, they're not saying they're great. Food. Yeah, I'm not like, saying it's great. Sometimes. You could even go, here yeah. would be the – the, on the line. Here's the ad executive selling this. I think I could do it. And I'm going to tell you one more thing. It's – can say this, you could not say it, but I'm telling you, here's what the way the ad goes. So the guy goes, I don't want Taco Bell. This is this really good place up the street. Let's go there. I don't want a really good place. I'm, you're just in the mood for Taco Bell. <laughs> and that that would be the ad campaign. It'd be fuck it. It would do. It would. <laughs> would it work? It would. Well, you, the reason it would work is because it would be on every news story for weeks as they're talking about Taco Bell admitting their food's not as good as other food. And so, I'm not saying it's dirty. No, but everybody knows that already. They're not telling anybody anything they don't already know. Right. So people it's aren't going to not go there. It's owning. They're going to say it's still decent. I mean, you yeah. can't. I mean, they could put those spices on this microphone and it would still taste good. I mean, it's how about how about you know it shows that Taco Bell. Understand one – I'm very high right now. But picture this as an ad campaign. At Taco Bell, they talk about the cleanliness of the stores and the importance of their customer. And it just shows the place. We have high standards for cleanliness and respect for food. But we're also aware. It's the president. <laughs> we're also aware when people are going out at night. It's like a guy in a suit maybe at a Taco Bell. And somebody goes, oh, no. I, and maybe Or maybe that just sort of president rolls into this the scene we talked about before where you have people going, you know. Oh, I know a great place up the street. It's organic. I, don't, I want to go to Taco Bell. Taco Bell, it's not even good. I go, no, no, you, I'm, I'm repeating myself. I'm getting lost. It's, no, no, don't, you're, you're, but no, you're not lost. You're, you're fine. I, I did for a little. Can you grab me a water, please? But even, even if you got Domino's Pizza, for example, the people who order, order Domino's Pizza. Do I uh, keep saying Pizza Hut? Yes, but, uh, well, once anyway. Okay. When I ordered Domino's Pizza, it was for one reason and one reason only. I had kids that were hungry, and I don't like to cook, and they would arrive with a circle of food, and then you could give it to your children, and then you could go on with your life. Even when the crust was bad, I, I still appreciate it. We're going to get past another but, meal. But by the way, the crust is better now. 
I wouldn't know. There's nothing like a Domino's pizza. I don't have the same sense of You know how people urgency. say New York pizza's good? People, uh-huh. people say New York pizza. A lot of people are like, New York pizza's good. good. That's their fucking opinion. I can't stand that. I fucking think Domino's is better than New York. By the way, I'm kidding. <laughs> Wasn't that fun? Just for, just for one second, there could be somebody listening going, oh, fuck, he's so off. Like, that if I really thought that Domino's is better, nothing like a Domino's pizza. New York pizza is overrated. Well, if you're hungry, the pizza. It's not, in, by the way. The I pizza love New York in front pizza. of you is the best pizza that available because you just want to eat a fucking pizza. But when I go to New York, I have to be or anywhere that has just good pizza. Like right. I, you know, it when me. it has really good mozzarella and, and yeah. you know, the, the, the sauce is right and the, it's cooked correctly. Fuck it, man. Oh, uh, yeah. How's your wife? Do you want to do uh, another episode of The Guy yeah. That's Inappropriate about sure. his wife? Yeah. You play the Tom. You mm-hmm. do what you do best. You're just, you know, <laughs> my well, one I don't acting know why move. You would say that. <laughs> no, Tom, it's brilliant and it's, it's a treat for me every time. And I, to All George right. Carlin, I'm not kidding. Okay. This is why I'm good at what I do. And this is inevitably why all the other podcasts end up closing down. <laughs> I mean, Dimitri knows it. You're like, this guy Dimitri. gets it. Dimitri. Dimitri, his brother. Oh. oh. Uh, Aristotle's got a... Aristotle. Why did I call him Dimitri? Well, Dimitri was the other great Greek philosopher. They're both great. And look at him. He's great. He's a vegan. He's better than us. He is more evolved He's got to be careful. He's got old blood. You've got to make sure I, you're getting all the protein you I need. I need a person that's more evolved than me. I'll admit it. I have to be in awe of him. And, and that Katie is just a disease festival. <laughs> I mean, coming here every week with her colds and her... <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the problem with, 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 with Katie, they were trying to get 25 hours a day of work out of Katie. And I think that eventually they realized they were bumping up against some yeah. rules of time and... Nerdist Industries, they are working her hard. Yeah, what Who knows? Maybe she's exaggerating. You know, what if she just shows up? Woo! Oh, they got me. You know, meanwhile, she was three hours ago. She was somewhere. We don't know. She's lying. She always looks. I think she squirts water on her face when she walks in here. She always, hey, Jesus, what a day. You know, I'm kidding, right? Yes, I know you're kidding. Uh, where were we? We're talking about um, Kia. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be a. No, we, we're making sense. We're, we're, uh, we're talking about uh, the, the ad campaign. Would that be a... Todd, can I tell hey, you... Hey, by the way, so, what? I wanted to tell you about um, the show I've been working on for many years and then quit and then I'm back on it. It's the show... Word called, Girls. called Word Girl. It's Word on PBS. Girl. And here's the thing. It's dismissed. Hey, take the tone out of your voice. There's some <laughs> reason you look thing. like you're going to argue. Oh, wait. This can now be a teaser. So we'll tell you what I was going to say about Word Girl later. First... Let's go to back to that bit where I was going to get to act, and you were going to say something about my wife. God bless you. God bless your very good heart that sits in front of me and helps me get back on track. Whenever anybody helps me get back on track, I'm in awe of that because that I want to be that. I want to go off track, and now here's how aware I am. People are going, is he going to go off track again? <laughs> no. Here we go. Here's the bit. Right. So you play the actor. Here mm-hmm. we go of this guy here. This guy's inappropriate. He thinks he's complimenting you. You don't even know how to deal with it because he sells it. He definitely says some things that are nice, but then the sexual innuendos and the, what he wants to say after that. It's uh, But here's it slowly wears on you. You would think, well, if anybody said that about your wife, why wouldn't you just immediately? Because he has a way of just, here we go. Is that your wife? Oh, sure. This is the voice I'm doing. We both yeah. put on these. Hey, is that your wife? Yeah, you, you met her at the Christmas party. Shit, man. You, you know what? Whenever I see guys like you with women like that, it makes me realize why I'm not negative about marriage. I had one failed marriage. But then I realize that like, when I see people that are happily married, it's, uh, 
I, I see it when you too. I can see you oh, two yeah, enjoy we each met other. In college, and we've been. Uh, no, in do you know I'm giving you a compliment? Like, thank you. Yeah. yeah, because you can see, like, even you know, uh, we were saying the other day, you can tell when a guy's or both ways that are with someone that they love. It just like you can tell they enjoy each other. It says something positive about the sanctity of marriage. Absolutely, That's just a compliment. I, I mean, we get more way. in love. She is fucking she, hot. I mean, she's a very damn. pretty woman. Very pretty. Fuck. Yes. Whew, it's like, God damn it. Like, when I see her, I'm like, fucking shit. That fucking ass is like, get the fuck hey, over here. Hey, no, Heidi, I'm sorry. No, stay I'm over sorry. there. I'm hey. sorry. I shouldn't. You know what? I apologize. I think I just, whew, that was disrespectful. You're, yeah, I'd appreciate it if, if you were to express yes, yourself that's not in a nice. little more Boy, would uh, I like to stick. Uh, only with her permission. Only. <laughs> Only with her permission. This is where the guy thinks he gets off his. Only with her permission. He keeps saying that a lot, this you see, guy. You see, still, Only, I, I feel like you're crossing not, a line when you say, with my permission. Can, can I ask you a question? Can you somebody can say have, she's attractive and she's pretty. I get that. But, can I be? Can I ask you a question? Sure. Can somebody have a good heart but also be an imbecile but at the same time catch themselves in a fucking horrible, embarrassing moment? Because that's what I just did. Yeah, all right. I, well, It then, negated everything okay. I said before. I get it. All right. Water under the bridge. Let's forget Thank all you. about it. Thank you. That's that's it's more than you deserve. Mm-hmm. Oh fuck! What I would do to her in the t- in the in the bathroom? I could just picture how she strips down. Only if she'd be into this. Only if she'd be into this. <laughs> well, I can tell you right now. I mean, no, she'd she, be. When I said strip down, it's more her. We have she'd a pull. monogamous I, relationship say, for twenty years, okay. and I, I don't appreciate oh, you implying oh, Jesus, you're right. that she would consent to having relations with you in, in, a, in a restroom Before somewhere. I go on to completely just even apologize for the insinuation, can I first apologize for in the bit that I was very, oh, I go over there. I don't want to make it sound like I ripped her clothes off. She's pulling me into the bathroom. No, easy. And then she's, she's easy, going, get there. over it. She's totally in control. You can tell I'm the scared one. Anyway, <laughs> now that that's not it, Let's go back to no. That's a horrible thing to say. No, I listen. Shouldn't. I notice. I know. I invited you here I to know. golf because uh, you're a client, and I have Ooh, to put up a certain amount my, of tolerance. Those big tits. But I'm not uh, going to let, allow you to speak them. that way oh. about my wife just because you're, right. you're the biggest client we have at the you're firm. Right. You know what? I, it seems like sometimes because you know I uh, I you know yeah we let me you, put it this way. We make are a you, lot of money. Are you married, Phil? <laughs> you mentioned I'm you're taking married advantage once. that we uh, pay a lot of money to your firm. You're right. And so I'm how, saying things that are disrespectful. And how, I, you're right. I'm walking all over you. But she is a pe- – oh, my God, Phil, motherfucking oh, ba, 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 dear lord. how would you feel if I were to say something to you about your wife or daughter saying I'd like to get them and, and do whatnot? How'd that make you feel if I use that kind of terminology? <laughs> Honest. When you, uh, okay, I'm tearing up. <laughs> I'm tearing up. I'm right. I would be disgusted. I just, you, I, when you said my wife, it didn't necessarily, you know, really do it because you've met her and yeek. Okay, look. But I when just, I, I think d- of the daughter, my eyes teared up to think that somebody that I love, anybody being disrespectful, look at my eyes. Phil, can I say something now? But my uh-huh. daughter does not have an ass like your wife. <laughs> God dang it, motherfucking zippity doo da motherfucking shit and fuck. God damn. Wow. Woo, baby. Wow. And I apologize in advance. Okay. Look, look, look your wife, can I, can, I, can I say one thing and walk away? Could you still consider it a compliment from a, a, I think I have a sickness because I get what I said about you and your wife about the beautiful part of it. I meant it. 
I do see a happiness in your eyes. You know I'm not crazy because what I'm saying right now is true. You know I'm seeing something that's real. My wife is very and then, attractive, yes. And then I go off and say sexual things, and that's when I lose you. But you know that I get the other part, too. I respect your relationship. I really do. That's part well, of thank, what I, thank and you, And there is Phil. a sexualness on top of it. This hot, just curvy, smooth body. When I see her and now, I see Phil, it, and I, only I, if I she would have let me, let me finish. I appreciate- let me finish. Oh, go ahead, Phil. Only I- if she wanted it. I would walk away. I would go, no, Tom is my friend, and I, ha- I have to have a soul. And then she grabs me, and she pulls me in, and she is the aggressor. Phil, you're then creating would, a scenario that would, would never, never happen. happen, and that's why I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to walk away now because there's nothing I say. I'm surprised you haven't called the police already on me. Well, here's the I'm a deal. sick Phil, old can, man. Can I be honest you know, with I'm you I'm 98 now? in March. Phil, listen. <laughs> I try to make myself more. I'm thinking, how can this character be forgiven? So I make him 98. All of a sudden, you're like, oh, this guy's 98? Uh, what are you going to do? <laughs> well, I'm okay. High. Since you said I'm high. It. I'm my, high and I'm admitting it. I'm my, high and I'm admitting it. I'm high <laughs> and I'm admitting it. I'm not hiding it anymore. I'm high and I'm admitting it. And I'm going to embrace it. And I'm enjoying what we're doing. And this is a new Todd Glass. There's nothing, not a new Todd Glass. Yes, it is. A what? Really? This bit we're What's doing new, right now. It's how long has this bit going on? It's going on too long. I thought we bailed on either, it. We're no. The... No, the bit about what that bit? bit would take every time he would win you over. Okay. And then he would get sexual again. <laughs> I don't think it's over. I don't think it's over either. But, there's, Phil, there's something I'd like to tell you about my wife and I. Um, yes. We have a, a terrific relationship. And... Uh, you know, when you're married as long as we do, mm-hmm. you got to spice things up. And so if you can bring something to the table sex-wise that I'm interested in, then, you know, maybe we can talk about what you're – hey, we got to force some here. Uh, that w- you guys want to play through? We're talking about uh, a deal here. And then I could sweeten the so deal. So this guy, this guy – not only does he turn it around, you're, you're, you're not offended anymore. Well, you're it's all tra- wheeling and You're deal. trying to make it work for you. Yeah. Well, there's these, these guys, these really square, nerdy, country club mm-hmm. white guys, but who also are, are everything's a deal. So if you can bring something to the table, I can help you with um, – I sell twine I'll let you fuck my firm. wife, basically. Right, yeah. If you buy another, an extra pallet of twine – Yeah, that's how little you would put, put, pimp your wife out for. Right, yeah. Tell her, honey, I love you, but Listen, we need to spice still, up our life. I mean, yes, we can give you the extra pallet of twine at if, cost. And let my wife fuck you. you. You can fuck my wife, <laughs> but you also have to bring something to the table sex-wise First for me. First of all, let me so tell you something. I need to be fucking something, too. Then we can sign the papers. Can I tell you why – my scenario of this bit works. I know I might be, you know, sure, going Phil. outside the bit, maybe. But because when you say, um, <laughs> what did you just say about the the wife? Or the- well, you got to bring something to the table for me to fuck, and then we can work a better deal for the <laughs> twine at cost. I'm going to throw an extra pallet, and I'm going to forgive all oh, of oh, the nonsense. Oh, the reason I think this bit isn't sexist, because in all those scenarios, thank you, where the guy goes, and, and there's all these things, and the guy says, yeah, and you can fuck my wife. No one ever talks about the wife. Right. Like maybe she doesn't want to fuck people, but it's always in these joke premises. You know what I'm talking about? Right. She becomes so, an object yeah, like a palette of twine. Yeah, yeah. Would you let him fuck your wife? Like, oh, excuse <laughs> like she me. She has no say in it. What kind of relationship are you in where you go, you got to fuck my boss. I told him I'd rather fuck you than not go see a game to get Phillies tickets or something. <laughs> right. Where you're used to some – sure. now, if you go to the wife and you go, listen, my boss he'll thinks you're hot. He'll give us tickets to the game. 
but he wants to fuck you. Are you into that? Because, I, I mean, I would do it if it was the other way around. All right, I can you pull know, some strings. The I can put was... a bug in her ear and say, look, this is going to be fun for you. You're going to get to fuck him with, like, no strings attached. He's not hideous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it'll help us. You know, maybe we get an extra trip to Hawaii out of the deal. <laughs> Okay, now let's talk about something else. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about something else. <laughs> right, first of all, what are we at? How hell? Uh, just this is just me. By the way, whenever I ask, um, because man, does it, it? I get why it yanks us out of this crazy, silly place with us and the people that listen. I know I'm sounding a little cheesy, but whenever you ask what time it is, I'm always afraid. Of, oh, come on. It's just it's never because I'm in a hurry. It's just purely to. David Letterman made a career yeah. asking how much time we have. Oh, does he really? Yeah. And, and, but you know what? He might not have been having fun. I am. But I, and I also like David Letterman. How long? About an hour 55. What time is it? 8.27. It is. Oh, okay. We're good. So much fun. I went, I, hey, look. I'm going to tell you something I did with that bit. I let myself go for longer than sometimes I will. Yeah, I kept waiting for the bailouts because I'm insecure about acting. You know what? I, you know. So anyway, oh my God. What is it, Todd? (laughs) Let's go around the soundboard. And see what we can find. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's truly what I want to do. Like it, that's not like an insult to the show. I swear, it's like that's what I'm in the mood to do for right now. I wanted to talk to you about. I might you talk about a teaser. Yes. I might give a teaser for the next show. Oh my God, are you sure that'll work? Lim Clam Clean, you get the ring, bang, room. Be two, two idiots discussing what this song says, and then we <laughs> keep playing. <laughs> no, it says bring, bang, room in the ring, bang, room. Listen. See, bring, bang, room. Clim, clam, clean. Yeah. Queen, clam, cream. Yeah, that's what it says. No, no. Didn't say clean. No, no, it did. Clim, clam, clean. No, listen. 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 It goes bring, bang, broom, and a brick, brick, brock. Why would he say that? It doesn't even mean anything. What do you think he said? Clean, clam, croon. Clim, clam, cloon. Yeah. Uh, hello, does this sound like that? Clean, clean, clean. There's no clean, clean, clean. I'll play it from the beginning again. There's no clean, clean, clean. It's bring, bang, brock, and a bring, bring, brock. If you're listening, are you, you listening must, or yeah, just want to argue? You must argue? be listening to a different song. I mean, he okay, clearly sh- said, you want to shut up? I'm croon. Clean, clean, clean. Yeah. Okay, I know he didn't say that. Now, he might have said some things that I didn't hear him say. That's not one of them. Cream, cream, cream. Just use your sense of logic. And shut up, and I don't, and I'll shut up too. And tell me, crim, cram, croom, where you hear it. All right. I heard bring, bram, broom, and I didn't mean to interrupt the song. You see, you're missing is the words in between. Ah, uh, now you're being fucking stupid. Words in between. The words that come out of the speakers. In between, clim, cram, croom. He says, "Moominamina." Okay, now you genuinely you think that? Yeah, I know right, it. Listen, I wrote it down. Okay, listen, we're gonna we're gonna end this. We're gonna end this. To George Carlin, even in the bit, don't interrupt this. And what was the words it just said that you said? Moominamina. Manumanamina. The best part is Tom looks like <laughs> there it is. He gave a facial expression like uh, there. I'm about so, to be proven right. The, re- the reason this guy's such an idiot is he does believe, uh, you know, he he does believe that he hears it. 
He, but because you think he'll hear the song and go, oh, I guess it's not in there. But then he gets there. It is a bloom. What was it that you thought it said? A moominamina between the bring bang broom. Right, listen, what else we got here? Listen to this. Everybody, welcome to Todd Glass. It's Italy night. Ah. You like a spaghetti? Yes, I like spaghetti. How about that guy? Everybody, welcome to my Italian restaurant. Everybody, a pasta for everybody. Hey, you want a pasta? Over there. You want pasta? I'd like a salad. And my waiters dance and sing around when they serve food. Look at that. They bring out a lasagna. Ten girls holding it in the air. My Italian restaurant. Everybody, I like to come here. And then during the night, the song out of nowhere just stops. And then the house goes dark. And everybody eats their food. Um, and then all of nowhere, I emerge again. And I look like I'm in a better mood. <laughs> and I go table to table, shaking everybody's hands. And then I put on a pair of tap shoes. And I do this for the audience. Oh, look, the owner, he taps around to this song. And now I'm 100. See, this is the paths that I go down. you do I like this. In my head, I imagined you... Doing everything it takes to open a restaurant on, except on make second. the food. It's hold all presentation. <laughs> it's songs. I'm gonna, hold and on. I'm going to do something that I don't normally do. For my own sanity, tell me. I'm, I'm not. I'm to George Carlin. I'm being serious. What did I? I have a feeling what I just might have done might have been funny, but now I can't remember it. What was the bit I just did? You pretended you were an Italian restaurant owner, excited about serving your patrons. Delicious food, but less about the food and more about the ambience, which is how you are in real life. You want music and you want dancing girls bringing lasagna. Yes. You want people bringing stuff. But from my perspective, the bit was about this food is really terrible. All this guy cares about is like shaking hands <laughs> with people and walking around. But people and love it, by the way. Restaurant. You, want own a, you want everything about owning a restaurant except making good food. But can we not make it the worst food in the world? Oh, no. Either? I mean, I just feel like it, it, it's yeah, more no. about. The for, my, for my bit, even this guy, I don't want him to own a bad restaurant. So I want to make him like, the food's actually, it's, it's, it's just, okay. It's okay. Okay. It's not great. But he, uh, he respects food. It's clean. Puts it out. comes out hot. It's not great. It's like Stouffer's. People go, taste like Stouffer's. How about right. that? Is that okay? Sure, that works. Jesus, for a fake bit, why can't you let me have something? <laughs> no, he's so much into the show that the people eat shit. He would take dog shit and put paprika on it, and then you know. Todd, is there? Uh, let me ask you this because you love. No, you're right. Ambience. There's, there's so truth much. To what is you're there saying. a restaurant that you go to that the food isn't that great, but you like? The presentation. I would eat Alpo dog food if somebody <laughs> would turn the lights down and, and get it right, play the right music. Get by the way, there are restaurants, so I don't so I don't seem like I'm crazy. The places I'm talking about, there's a decent amount of them in L.A. So I, I I'm not un. It's not like I set the standard so high, but when they get it, there's a decent amount. But it's also admirable, and you notice it when you walk into a place, and they get the importance of creating an atmosphere. It, I hate that it's the candles because it makes it sound so like feminine you know what i mean like oh candles i don't give a fuck what you do to create an atmosphere when you go to a place that does it you realize how special it is because you walk in and it's fun when a place has the ability to take you somewhere else even if it's torches outside of the patio but there's 10 torches lit and you walk out there it just feels so when they get it it's commendable i'm surprised when places don't get it and when they don't get it they don't fucking get it like do you want to go out of business 
because get we can disagree on the color or the type of food, but there's no fucking way out of all you five nimrods that are fucking second mortgage in your fucking house that not one of you thought maybe we shouldn't have like a desk in the middle here that's our outdoor office or bright as could fucking be. You ever go to a place like? Are they trying to go out of business? Does it make any sense? Right. Like it's or barbarically the, the light, no music. To go people all crowded in a bunch, leaning over people trying to eat, or eat at a table. Right. Little things like right. that. Okay, I got a little lost, but you're right. That's what I was doing, and I'm not stopping myself. This is a new day for Talk Glass. If I go out of – if this podcast <laughs> – thank you. If this podcast goes downhill from here, I don't know what to do. But I'm going to start just doing – not editing this. Just going to be talking. Do you get a lot of network notes on this podcast? Chris Hardwick. I mean, oh, my God. It gets bad. Play uh, play 21. It's Chris Hardwick. Tom. Hey, Chris Hardwick here. I don't mean to leave you a long message, but what the fuck? Are you taking Lexus ads on the side, motherfucker? <laughs> We give you a show. We send producers over there. We let you do what you want as long as you want. Drop as many shows as you want. I didn't know he had a live feed into the the broadcast. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I got scared. I went to hit went the, to pedal. the pedal. Hello? What's going on? Remember it looped that one time where it was looping over and looping over? Hold on. Let me, let me fix this. Yeah, Tom? No, he, he was leaving a message. Chris but Hardwick. how would he know? He, we just did it right now. How would he be able to leave a message on a broadcast? I well, mean, you're right. That bit didn't make sense. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm hey, at least I admit it. That's good that I admitted it. That proves I can figure. Okay, I got found myself. <laughs> what the fuck are you looking at? <laughs> I start drinking, obviously, <laughs> on the show. I want to experience another uh, a different emotion, so I'll get high and drunk. Todd, right? <laughs> 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 How dare you come on my show Todd This show's big you know It's but not look, like these I'm, other I'm shows I'm putting you on the yes ladder So in other words as a salesman I'm going to get you to say yes So I can have my agenda satisfied Todd right? Oh yes Todd um, as I mentioned earlier in our deep tease To later in the show That there might be an interesting promo That relates to the show Is that something you'd be interested in? Yeah you know I'm always looking for great shows to watch Here's I have a problem and I don't know what we could do about it This happens every so often But you don't see it I haven't seen it in a while I got kids and I'd like to put something on that they can watch But that you know Just have another it's level It's funny you should say that Todd Shut up Because some of your favorite guests I didn't mean shut up I just meant shut up like, I got oh my what God. you meant but Well can I interrupt you because I don't want to get myself all excited Sure You understand what I'm saying I do. Uh, I have kids, and a lot of times I want to turn on the TV, let the kids watch something. But would it be so bad that someone could come out with a show that's also appealing for me as an adult on a completely different level? Can they do both, and can they do it well? Because oh I don't want to watch a bad attempt at it. I want to see someone that goes, no, they fucking figured it out. You are going to be happy to hear what I have to say. What? Well, um, for many years, I worked on a, on a show called uh, Word Girl. It came off the air, but we kept winning Emmys, so they brought it back. I remember hearing about yes. that. Yes, and so um, what I found interesting is that a lot of the performers on this show are friends of yours and frequent guests on the Todd Glass Show. Would you like to hear some of the people? Well, you know what's funny? Sometimes go, what can make you watch a show that you've never seen before? That everybody that's a part of it, you've seen their other creative at work, 
And you go, oh boy, I'd like to see what happens when all those greats get together and they do a show. So not only do you have something for the kids to watch, another level for me, and uh, the cast is just filled with people that Put you already respect. Way. If there's never a reason to make an attempt for Go See TV, this would be it. Uh, if, if everything you're explaining is real. Well, put it this way. <laughs> I got a little lost. I would dare you not to watch a show with this roster What of show talent. are you talking about? I'm talking about Word Girl. My friend PBS. saw it. He said he didn't like it. He's wrong. <laughs> that would be the worst ad in the world. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, what if you're in front of an executive and up to then? Now, let, here's the truth, and I'm not bullshitting. Stop right here what we're saying. All that, that's a great ad for them. Like, if that was on the radio. No, in all seriousness, I think that Maybe. even though it's a kid's show, if you watched it, you'd find you'd get more entertainment out of it than the average show on primetime television. Don't bullshit and, me, Tom. No, it's true. If I go watch this show and it's not cracked up with the way you're I don't it doesn't have to be a ten out of ten, but it better not be a five. I'm gonna fucking come screaming. IMDB puts it an eight and a half. Caller, go ahead. Hey Tom, love the show. All right, great. No, the reason I brought this in is like I'm not trying to just promote the show. Caller, go ahead. Hey, Tom, I agree with you. I know what you're talking about. You're right about the show. I love it. Me and my wife, my kids, I have 14 kids, and we all sit around on a big 14-seat sofa that we won on your show last year. If you remember me and my wife sending you the picture. Caller, right? You're the caller, right? Yeah. Okay, yes. I do remember you. My dog, my son was eating my dog's, my son, we sent a video. Wait, where am I? Hey, calling. I'm, I'm lost. <laughs> See, no, it's no, it, no, actually, it is. This, this is what I thought was interesting. Oh, I was being a caller that called into the show. Yeah. Well, why don't you tell me that? What are you trying to trick me? No, I just want to. Get... I know what you just did. I just think it's interesting that all of the people on the show are Todd Glass people. Like, listen to this cast. Well, I don't know if all of them are, but Pat Oswalt, Jeffrey Tambor, James Adomian, Matt Besser, Amy Sedaris, Jim Gaffigan. Patton Oswald, Fred Stoller, Tom Kinney, Maria Bamford. Hi, everybody. This is Todd Glass for Word Girl. That's a funny show. Every week they go on a crazy journey. You'll love Word Girl. Hey, by the way, if you want to know some of the cast on the show, even if you never saw the show, you're familiar with the type of work and the talent that's on the Word Girl. You got people like Patton Oswald, other great comedians like uh, John Benjamin. John Benjamin. And yep. it's a great show, Word Girl. Fuck this. I'm tired of this right, bit. Fuck this bit. Fuck this. I don't fuck give a Word shit Girl. if you watch the show. They better pay us for that. You think they'll pay us for that? This right here, if they, they played it. I don't know. It took me five weeks to get my first check. Oh, Jesus. That, this <laughs> would be a great ad. If it ended right there, <laughs> seriously, no bullshit. Everyone listening knows. If you're if you're as aware as I am, would that work as some type of twisted ad? Yes. Yes, it would. It sure. would totally work. Yeah, we'd have to because shorten it because that was ten minutes. Into paying attention, you go if it ended by going. I don't know how good it is. Why don't we all shut the fuck up? Imagine if an ad for a new show. You're watching television one night, right? And they come on. They go, "It's a great ad." Hey, the new, and they start talking about the show. And somebody else goes, "I have an idea. Why don't we shut the fuck up without the big promo?" I know this becomes one. Why don't we just say graciously go on the air and hope people like us instead of the big boom? Hey, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be good. Because you know what happens most of the time? Shows like that, they fucking suck. So let's shut the fuck up and earn the respect. <laughs> Boom. Right. Would you watch that show? Yes. Yes, I would. I would, right. I would like to, a show to stand on. Like a no, weird sort of like avant-garde opening it, and ends yeah. up with a person in front of a wall. That, that typical, you know, and just going sort of pushes away the promo. Todd, you know what I watched recently? What do you think? I like it. It reminds me of the first uh, scene, one of the first sketches in the Todd's. Talk to me, baby. Talk to me. Where you're a Marine sitting at a restaurant and you're just being a regular guy. (laughs) I go, (laughs) no, hold on. Let me backtrack. I I think I can explain this. The scene was in Todd's coma that um, 
people go, what am I thinking? Somebody goes, I wonder what he's thinking. And it goes into the thought of me sitting in a military outfit. Yeah, you had like a Marine dress uniform of an officer. Yes. And I was sitting somewhere, and somebody goes, excuse me. Me and my friend are trying to have a disagreement. He says you're a supermodel. I think you might just be a regular model. (laughs) And I go, I'm not a supermodel or any type of model. I'm just an average person. (laughs) And then I stand up and fly away. Right, yes. You just fly away. like Your hands look like Superman, and then jets come out of your heels, and you fly away. Yeah, like there's no doubt. I go, I'm just a regular person. It was a great show. And then they fucking... uh, What's this? Hi, everybody. I'm Tigers. By the way, you know the guy we played, um, Harry Callis, and he was singing, Just make rubber tree plant. Everyone knows an ant can't move a rubber tree plant because he's got high hopes. He's got high hopes. He's got high apple pie in the sky hopes and everyone in the goes and guys i got to be honest with you turn my echo off i have to level with you Mm-hmm. I did, at the end, I was just mumbling, and I don't—I forgot the words. I was embarrassed. I know you couldn't tell, and I no, could have no, fooled yeah, you. Yeah, I, I was tell. just going. Man, 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 man. I was doing good up for a while. By the way, I was impressed even in the beginning. I couldn't fucking believe anything that was even remotely near a song was coming out of my mouth. For even ten seconds, I was impressed. I thought it was a record playing. Tom, I did. So did I, but I was afraid to tell anybody. <laughs> you think a lot like me. <laughs> I thought that damn was a record playing. Hi, everybody. I'm Todd Glass. That's the name of the new show. Hey, hold on. Just bear with me. Bear with me. Find your passion and follow it. And if there is anything I have learned in my life, you will not find that passion in things. And you will not find that passion in money. Because the more things and the more money you have, the more you will just look around and use that as the metric, and there will always be someone with more. So your passion must come from the things that fuel you from the inside. And in my experience, no matter what you do at work, what you do in official settings, that passion will be grounded in people. The Todd Glass Show on the Nerdist Network. So... The reason that I just played that is because, obviously, I was thinking when I heard Chris play that clip once when we were just hanging out, like, so he basically gets the importance of people, right? So, and I pretty much get it, but that reminds you to really appreciate this, because mm-hmm. this is all it is, right. to, like, soak this in. And I do. I love, I love doing this. Like, you know what I'm talking about. I think one of the reasons I really like doing a podcast, I'm, it might sound half crazy or all good, and but I'm... I hope, I, don't, I hope it makes sense because it almost forces us to get together and really throw a lot of fun energy at each other. You know what I mean? But we're working. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's what's right. So it's like we ha- that's why I think sometimes like, you know, with uh, with Daniel, sometimes I'll be like, come on, you know, and he just gets busy. And I get it because I'm going to get now we can do it anyway outside of the podcast, but you can go some time where you don't get to do it. How much more do we hang out now because of this? way more? Yeah, it's just, Todd, it's just, I'm so fucking busy right now on, with this job. I'm working like 15, 16 hours a day. Mm-hmm. But 
it's it's so much more fun to do this for free than it is my real job, which kicks my ass and requires a lot of like dealing with notes and bullshit. It, it, it's a lot of energy to sit around. Again, not that me and Rory and you haven't go over to my house and do it. Yes, but when we do it at the house, it's special. Then this is just reminisce of the same thing. So that's why I, I like. Uh, what, what, what made me start talking about this? God, I hope I. If I get this, what is the disease? What? Oh, the clip. Oh, the clip of to, the, uh, to the, appreciate uh, this, but I can guess what. With all that said, appreciating it, I still that clip. That guy is uh, uh, who, who dying is of cancer. Oh, I'm, that's right. I am mortified that I still haven't found it out. You know, I I talk a big game, but when it comes down to it, I'm just I'm just a horrible person. Thank you for admitting that. I mean, now we can I can forgive you. It's oh, what a relief to finally hear that out of you. Even even though that's my joke I do in my act, it's still when it's executed wonderfully, I respect it. That is a joke for anybody to do. Like, just the agreement. Whenever you can catch somebody in that, because you got me, I didn't ready for it. I didn't know I was setting myself up for it. But I've had that. Uh, that's the fun thing to do. Like, somebody goes, you know, uh, I did it to, I started first doing it because David Spade did it to me. I said, you know what, you wouldn't even care if I didn't open for you anymore. Like, if all of a sudden Bobby Miyamoto could do every date, you'd probably be happy. He goes, oh, my God, I thought you were going to be upset. <laughs> I go, you motherfucker. He goes, ah, I thought, how can I tell you? So, you know, then, then we started, I started loving to find places and do it. And everybody always does laugh at it because, look, the average person knows woe is me. And, you know, even if you do it kiddingly or maybe not, but there was a – woman that worked at a comedy club and we liked when she went out with us at night you know when there's someone at the office later in life she took like a second job she worked in the accounting she was probably like 65 but we liked her out at night she was fun we were like beggar to go right you know we're like no it's a great energy and you think about how much fun she was having and just getting to hang out with not where she thought her life would probably be and i could see that being a lot of fun so she's fun to be around but one night she goes, oh, go out without me. I'm old. I'll just – and I go, oh, my God, we thought you were going to be upset. Oh, <laughs> we thought she's so old. She doesn't know. But, oh, I'm so happy that you know. I go, you're not mad. You're not. You promise you're not. She laughed, of course, because she knew that, like, we were calling her bluff. And we didn't let her go out with us that night. And she ended up, <laughs> the she ended, only way she'll learn. She passed away. <laughs> Do you remember that one? In the future, Back. I like to make bits end happy. Oh, then fuck what I was going to say. It no. was really sad. Oh. Your, oh, your wife. What do you think your dog's doing right now? Ursula? <gasps> How dare you? That dog is my life. I know, but I mean. I want to turn into this person talking to me like we, this. I wish we could see Talks Ursula right now and she'd have a thought bubble over her head oh. with you. Like I bet she is like, thinking about me. Where's Rod? Where's Rod <laughs> Rat? <laughs> yeah, oh. she, she would ask. But by the way, when you're, you know what the feeling of like a dog, like when, you, when you've when you been away and you come home? Like, I would look down at her sometimes and just see her going nuts and go, stop. Like, <laughs> give her. Because uh, that's what her owner does. Like, I've noticed, like, every single day when he sees her, if she gets excited, stops. Get, and she probably, that's the consistency that she needs. Even though he might not change her water every day. What? Well, you know what I mean. Sometimes every other day you're like, meh. Let's keep the water cleaner. Hey, a lot of people fall into that category. People that are listening are going, I know what he means. That dog would never not have water. Just every other day it's dirty. You know what's amazing to me is, is on the news radio, if you listen to it, when it gets really hot like this, they have to remind people, don't forget, pets need to make, make sure your pets have water in their bowl. And you think, like, who the fuck is forgetting <laughs> yeah. to put their water in idiots. their dog? It's like Not one idiots. thing. Yeah, idiots. What, am I afraid to insult <laughs> people that don't give their dogs water? Ty, we got a lot of emails from do- people that don't give their dog water, and uh, they think you're rude <laughs> for making fun of them. 
You know you're right. I'm going to go and apologize. That's off the air. Then I come back on the air. Hello, everybody. My name uh, over the weekend, I'm sure you've seen the YouTube clips of me really um, saying some things about people taking a lot of liberties and not knowing about the situation and insinuating that because you would forget to give your dog water, I made a lapse of judgment and called those people idiots. When I realize now I see the sanity and that there are other reasons that just because you didn't give your dog water, that was heartless things that I said. People that don't give their dog waters are intelligent people that just made a little mistake. Maybe they wanted to watch So You Think You Can Dance. And, and right, and they didn't realize that the dog needed water. That right. does not write them off. Of course, that sounds silly. You know why? Because it's not true anymore. Why am I yelling at nobody? Who, nobody listens to our show. People that listen to our show, they put ice cubes in their dog's water. <laughs> That's the nice audience that I have. And there I fucking said it. Why don't you make that a goddamn pro- uh, promo? Why don't you do something? It's very upsetting. Chad, tell us about Aristotle. I want him to start making promos for the show. By the way, that could be fun for him. Well, not really more useful for me. <laughs> I try to stop. You know what you should start doing? Oh, you know what you would or Aristotle. I want, let's let's think of fun things for Aristotle. Oh, you know do. what he might like to do? Neatening the wires under the table. Oh that would God, be fun. Be great. Don't you think so seriously? Or learning Tom? an editing program to make uh, oh different videos for you your show. What? That is such a That'd great be idea. Useful. You, all things that we could help us. You know what you should learn? Like, you know, you you should just just like, Do you do any auto mechanics? <laughs> you should learn how to give an oil change. You could take a class at a junior college and do basic brake jobs. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fun. <laughs> Everything to help us. <laughs> oh my God! Have you been injured on the job? No, no, I haven't. Have you been injured on the job? No, I'm... I haven't. Caller, go ahead. Have you been injured on the job? Emotion. It's over. I still wrapped it up with a nice, uh, you know, thing. What's this? Find your passion. All right, enough already. Fucking, you find your passion. <laughs> What if I go from intelligent to the more biggest more? All righty, easy does it with your compassion. Find your passion. People got fucking problems. By the way, this guy exists too. There's this the my genuine way. You know the way I feel about that. That really resonated with me. That's the obvious. But you know, somewhere out there, there is a guy. You know what I mean? It's just funny for me to think. All right, find your passion. You know, ever what? Not anymore. He died. <gasps> Who was that? He died. Who died? The guy. What guy? The find your passion guy. Oh, he's dead. <laughs> well, that is true. Find your passion. All right. You know what? You find your passion. You're dead. How did how'd it work for you? Well, he's fine because his passion was making cancer well, cells. I'm glad his passion, his passion should have been living. <laughs> Quitters die. Really? You know, the problem here's, was here's the thing. his parents were too soft on him. He, listened, yeah. he watched uh, Mr. Rogers, and then he let the cancer beat him because he's soft. <laughs> if he'd been taught to be tough That's why people say that like, he Oh, when kids get picked on in school By the way, I wasn't picked on that much So this does not come from a place And I think it's, it's reason I think it's important to point that out Because not that if I was picked on tremendously My story should be um, different? E- different Less important Less important, right, right, right if you were picked on, you still have a, a – you understand where it comes from. But when, you're, when you weren't, you know it just comes from a place of looking as an outsider and making a fair assumption of – that um, pick, the picking that goes on in school because it's – could they ever deal with it 100 percent? No. The argument isn't why haven't they completely eliminated it unless you're insane. But we don't usually react to the insane. We take the fair middle and then we'll react to them. And I think the fair middle would say no matter what schools do, you're always going to have it. 
but you can do more than you're doing. Right. And I know teachers that agree with that, the brilliant ones, so many of them. Go, yeah, there, there could be some more. We could attend to it. It's, it was, it's ignored. Sometimes, it, you know, so anyway, my point, hold on, please. Tom. What? What am I talking about? I'm talking about bullying. Oh, yeah, in the, in the schools. Um, I didn't even think you lost your thread there. Right, you didn't? No, I was talking about the bullying, but I wanted to make a point about bullying. Well, even though you weren't the kind of person that was ever bullied, you could still see the injustice of it. So, you know, you're saying you don't have yeah, to be yeah, a victim. Yeah, but the story after that is the one I forget. Oh, I don't even know what you're going to talk about after oh, this. Jesus. I didn't see your cheat sheet. <laughs> I don't have any. I have no notes today. Did you notice that? I know. Except for the, for the opening. Right. People are like, oh, we can tell. <laughs> uh, that's rude. If you thought that, that says more about you than me. You know what I mean? Like, we could have a lot of good listeners, but there could have been somebody. Let's say there is that one person. This show isn't doing it for him. So I go, actually, I know you can tell I don't have notes. They're like, yeah, you can. One person might have said that. I don't want you to listen to the show anymore. I demand you don't listen to the show. You have lost the rights. That was a sarcastic, mean, hurtful comment. Can you block them? Yes, I will. You're... As, as a civil – if you claim you're so civil and you like this show and this was the first time when I, you didn't like something I said, then you would have the decency to at least agree to disagree and turn the show off. And if you don't, it says more about your character than mine. You know who you are. You're still listening. I've done this type of bit before in the show, but it's always fun for me because on the one chance that there was somebody thinking that and now I'm saying it, are they still listening? Now they're just listening because it's about them. And isn't that what we found out? That the only thing I did wrong before was not have the whole show be about them. Because now you're fucking listening. And if that's true, by the way, the odds aren't crazy that I'm hitting that target person. Do you get it? We, we tune them back in by talking about the show and why, um, right? Mm-hmm. So now they're listening. They thought, all right, this show's all over the place. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Like, this is the one show they just went. Now it's all about them. And now they're listening. That's sick. So the only mistake I made was the whole show wasn't about them. Todd. That show doesn't exist. Do you realize that – is that, the, is that the, how you judge all shows? Like you, he, this guy listens to shows, and he goes, ah, I hate them. They're all sucked. The only one is show I want where they talk about me all the whole – and now we're doing that. Now we've got his fucking interesting. Do you realize how narcissistic that sounds? You like the show. Or you go, I don't like it. I'm just listening to it. Look, they don't give a fuck whether you like it or you don't like it to it. They just know people are listening. So even if you're listening because you don't like it, you're still listening, and that's all we need. So by you listening, I'm lost. I'm Are you saying you mother. wouldn't forgive Paula Dean? Is that what that was about? No, I'm saying that what she did was all right. It's not a big deal. She just wanted Todd, to have a wedding. That Todd, was right. were you able to bring your prescription for weed from America uh, to uh, uh, Amsterdam, and they accepted it there? Stop this t- tone you're using. Uh, what tone? I want to know. Uh, you seem overly curious. I'm <laughs> curious because I like yeah, to know you international relations. You seem like one of these business guys, how to, how to uh, you know, use a phony voice to talk someone into buying something. Todd, like, I don't know what you're mm, talking about. You don't about. hear that at all. Not one bit. I'll tell well, you that it's much, not a, It's a very disingenuous Voice. Todd, I'm going to use your name in every sentence to prove how sincere I am. Would, a, would an insincere person say that, Todd? No, they it's wouldn't. exactly what an insincere. You know look, what? You're, I'm, I'm one step ahead I like of you. you, Todd, and that, what I'm going oh, to do. please, I'm getting sick to my stomach. I'm going to throw stomach. an extra pallet of twine. You're not. <laughs> you're, first of all, everything you're doing, I'm on to you. And you're not how stopping. How can you be on to you me by me helping me. you? You can't plow past me. You can't plow past me, okay? I know what you're fucking doing. I like that shirt. You do? <laughs> yeah, I, was, yeah, I got uh, two of them. They get it. That's what works. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, you know what? I like these. I figure if you like them, I bought 10 of them. And then you overcompliment. I go, oh, ah, thank great. you. I mean, it, now, it's, what's it's this thing you're slimming. selling? These coffee. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's, it's just it's the twine you he need is gettable. for your uh, outfit. Someone sells twine, right? I actually have an uncle who sells twine. That's yeah. why I go for he it. He sounds fun. How, how's he end up? By the way, it's not good to sell twine and then hate your life. Cause it's, no, everything he actually seems, doesn't hate his life. Well, I'm he saying if you that. sell twine and then you don't like your life, one yeah. of the options is just so obvious. Right. To hang yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, I'm saying it's sad. I'm not. Yes, it's funny, but it's also I have a theory that anything you think can happen. It's happening. So, it, you know, it, that's ironic. You sell twine and you hate your life. It just seems it's so ironic and so you know, uh, comedically uh, hilariously sad. That, but then if you just break down the, the, the numbers – there is probably, just with the odds and the, the volume in this world, a guy who works at a twine store and is not liking his life. And it's sad, is all I'm yeah. saying. <laughs> but the funny thing about this is Look, if maybe some- eventually, if you don't like your job, it becomes selling twine. But if you do like your job, then selling twine becomes like you know working on a right. cruise ship or whatever people think the fancy. And this guy is he's got a great attitude. He fucking loves his job. He's worked there since he got oh. out of college. And he's the happiest guy you've That's ever seen. That's not the person we're worried about. No. That's you're right, and that should be a person. That person should exist because guess what? Whatever you do that makes you money, that lets you do things you love, and you're happy. You're happy. That's not the guy that has the problem. The other guy, for some reason, he feels like selling twine. Whether it's not fulfilling, who knows why? Maybe it's not something he wanted to do. Maybe the other guy, his family's been in the twine business. He t- maybe this is a miserable guy because he doesn't want to fucking sell twine. Doesn't make him argue with the other guy. They're two people, two different abilities to enjoy the sale of twine. The first guy loves it. He has a yacht. He bought all the things he has with the money he buys from his twine. This guy, that guy's a winner. Mm-hmm. We're not making fun of that guy. That's my uncle. But this guy, he doesn't like selling twine. He wanted to be in he a band. He got roped into it. Ro- Thank you. <laughs> let's high five that. Seriously. I, no, let's really fucking soak it in. That was great. That was so. You can't just fucking do shit like that and then plow past it. Like, that was just, you know, so ridiculously he got roped into it, but you still go for it. And we stop and we fucking celebrate stuff like that on this show. That's what we do. You just got the chicken in the raft award. It's an award that gives people when they take silliness to another level. Please listen to the song. It's the award that we give to you. Chicken in the raft. Don Martin, we want to give you the chicken in the raft award for taking silliness to a level and bearing your soul in a way that only takes the most ultimate respect for joy in life to be so overly silly. Those characters you were doing, the, the, the guy that works at the office, the salesman, all those tap into silliness in a way that makes our life more enjoyable. And we commend you, and we wish you a lot of love. Thank you. May we send a lot of love towards your family and your beautiful children and your lovely wife, Heidi, as we give you this award to you. I place it into your arms. Why, thank you. Would you anything you wanted to say? It will look great next to my four Emmys. How so? It 
It's funny if you hear me or you don't hear me. I, I <laughs> put some reverb. Let me let me say all this stuff. And this then is your thoughts. Let me, yeah, let me let my thoughts go a little further before. Okay, and I'm, smile, I'm you smiling smugly. <laughs> okay, what's the bit again? Oh wait, I guess I, I bragged. Like oh I, yes, yes, thank you. Okay, <laughs> I guess. I hate my laugh. Uh, I hate everything that just happened in the last 10 seconds, but we're leaving it in. At least people know I'm aware, but I go, <laughs> that's who I am. That's who I am, basically. I mean, I have no control over it. Why am I hiding it? <laughs> what am I going to make people think I laughed? Fucking <laughs> shit. I went from my fake laugh to that laugh. That ain't no better. I don't think people are hard enough on themselves. What? Well, well, what? I think that no, people... No, hold on. What? You took an award. Oh, that's right. I appreciate the Chicken in the Rafter Award, and I'm going to put it right next to my four Emmys. Oh, you know, Tom. Uh-huh. That was bullshit what you did. How so? Well, it was a little bit diminishing, you know, oh, four Emmys. Like, we're just nothing, you know, like compared to... I don't I'm know. glad you said it. <laughs> <laughs> Like, we're just nothing. That's a guy who really doesn't get it. You know who could say that? You know who could say that? Alec Baldwin in 30 Rock. Right, right. Like, someone could come in going, just stomp us aside. Well, I'm glad you finally <laughs> said it. I always was afraid. You know what? I realized 30 Rock, why um, I actually enjoy it. Now, people say, uh, I, you know, when you ask people, I really like a show. They go, which ones are you watching? Because they perceive that it went downhill. Right. So I don't watch it enough to know. Like, I just watch it whenever I can. When I'm in front of the TV, if that's something that I pass by, I'm probably stopping and watching the whole episode. Or if you're ever on an airplane and it's on, it's a great relief. So I don't know all of them. There's probably a lot I haven't seen. So I don't know which ones I'm enjoying. But the ones I'm watching, the reason I say all this, because let's say it did get bad. I don't think, I don't know if it did. People will be like, yeah, the ones he's watching, he's right about. So let's just take it for what I'm saying. Well, that's one of the shows that never got bad. And the funny thing oh, is, okay. it was never great in the ratings, but it was always on the bubble of being canceled every I think year. The worst but it was so good that the they worst show is great. Yes, the worst show is great. And what I mean is, some make me laugh a little harder, but I always get enough out of them. And I, it's make, it makes me realize when writing is at its best and brilliant. I, look, this is the sh- that show does it for me, you know, and. Um, it, one of the things that I realized was like I think you were telling me a long time ago and it's a simple observation for some people but for me I didn't realize it like with Family Guy or Simpsons why they can pack so much comedy you were explaining to me into the little period because the person doesn't really react like and then I realized oh yeah Peter will say something so absurd but Lois doesn't react to it in real life that wouldn't happen it's just ridiculous she says it and then she says something completely different you, say, you can a cartoon you could do that right you don't understand, so it can go right, left, and it's just one absurd comment, and then back to this scene. And but that's what Thirty Rock does. I know, I figured it out. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like uh, Alec Baldwin will turn and just say something, and then just when it went out there is this narcissistic comment, and then over here, just life goes on. That was just said to the right. It's surprising, and it paces really fast because of it, almost yes. like an animated show, but it's yes. so grounded in reality in the same way. Thank you, because what I said was boring, but you legitimized it. <laughs> No, I mean, at least now people understand what I said that was boring. Before, it was not only boring, but no one knew what I meant. Now they know what I mean, and they just got to deal with it. It's boring. So thank you. All thanks to you. <laughs> Wouldn't hurt to give me another award. <laughs> well, if I had the right, if Chris was here and I could have the right music, I would. But I can only do the same music so many times. We're going in for the close. What time is it? I'm hungry. 9.05. Jesus oh Christ. Oh, you know, we're doing good, actually. What's this? 
845, quarter to nine. The highways and the byways of Todd Glass Show. Rated number one morning show in the Philadelphia area. Boy, or what happened? Oh, here it is. Todd, will you take a caller? 845, what do you think? Call. Caller, go ahead. What do you got for us? Hey, hey, I, I just want to call in and ask what time it is. <laughs> I used to do that. <laughs> Did we talk about that? We didn't talk about calling in and asking you know, what 845 time. 845, quarter to nine. Then the caller comes in. Like, 845, quarter What time? I didn't even get that. What time <laughs> is it? That's a big part of the One time we, th- we thought it was funny to go through my dad's yearbook and, and call people and tell them that... <laughs> I've never said this before. <laughs> Hold on, I don't know if I'm ready to. T- <laughs> I mean, this is you me and my brothers. To. You keep in mind, we're ten years old. Like we would call people and just go, "Do you know Paul Glass?" <laughs> oh shit! And then they would be like, "Just to see you, what was he like?" Or like, and then say something like, "Well, we're his kids." And um, well, I, now I'm forgetting. Look, just so you know, I'm not lying. I'm forgetting. The details of what we would say. I know it. Hopefully, it wouldn't be like so mean. Like it wasn't like, oh, he hits us or anything like that. But I'm forgetting what we literally said. But I know my brother Michael. We'd call up and go, you know, ask people, do you know Paul Class? And just to see, like, we wanted to see if anybody like knew him. It was years later. We we're like 12 years old, but we couldn't fathom my dad in high school. Right. You wanted to find info on him. Yeah. 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 I know what you mean. Thank but you. did you just remember that right now after not thinking of it? Yes, for, for See, a long time, it I, seems like. This is what happens. Like Sometimes you remember shit that you f- feels like a different life. When you were talking about working at the, uh, uh, the Tempe Improv and going over to Arizona State or wherever and doing shows there, I, I did that, and I hadn't thought of it in 15 or 20. I forgot that I ever, that ever happened. And when I heard you talking about it, like, I remember that. And it, it was so weird there's all these things now that that happened yeah, you, 20 you, years ago well, that the, you haven't thought of for 20 years. When Tom talked about the uh the now granted this is not that long ago. I mean as soon as he said it obviously it's not a matter of your memory. It's just a matter of you can't remember everything. Everybody has shit. Troy, oh, yeah. Yeah, Troy, uh, the uh when they started talking about me doing the um the uh, what are they called Shirley Temples. Oh right, right, right. Oh, like we we forgot like I think we mentioned that next week we went back and did that the next day. And like said, we lost the cup, but it was full and it dropped outside. Because you're telling me, so he you, play, you, he you, you got along. your, you got your, yeah, you got your all night long. You got six Shirley Temples out of me. I know what you guys are doing. Then you wanted it to go, and then it filled half the glass. You asked me if I top it off. I topped it off. And you're coming back here saying that when you topped it off, when you got into your car five days ago, that you spilled it, and you want me to give you another one. Come on. What am I? <laughs> um, look, if you don't, you know what? You're right. It was stupid of us to, 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 to think you should believe us. It did happen. And uh, we would just keep going and getting ridiculous. There would be points, and I'm, I'm a little high, so I'm getting lost, where we would look at him and go, you know, you forget, like, people that are great actors all had jobs that are great comedic actors. They all had jobs. They were, so sometimes you just get someone that's fucking funny. You know what I mean? Like, and that's what it was. He obviously had comedic timing because we would stop the bit. I remember once the three of us went, you know, we're kidding. He goes, we just been through that last night. Yes. We're like, I know, but it's so good. Right. He was such you, a good actor. Such a good actor. And he would go. And then all that led up to like, and now you want me to give you. I'm going to fucking do it. <laughs> the next day, I'm going to fucking do it. But you know what? You didn't get one over on me. You didn't get one over on me. You got you. I know you. I'm doing it because if you like Shirley Temple's this much, then 
you know, just know you didn't get one. Don't make a fool of me. And then he'd make us Shirley Temples. And then Liz goes, after all that, she would go, it's, it's fine and everything, just where I'm from. They give you more cherry. <laughs> and that, we fucking all laughed. Being high and hearing that, like, was just pure joy. Where I'm from, shut the fuck When I go shut the fuck up, to me, the reason I say that after I hear something absurd like that, shut the fuck up, it means don't that person so manipulative it's always like but i also like the bartender still constrained constrained by some set of rules that require him to play along even though part of him doesn't want to like if somebody says something about the shirley temple that went wrong it's his job to make it right even though he personally doesn't agree with it he's not making these policies but he's like well if they spilled the shirley temple well if this other place makes more cherries then yeah i'll, I'll just i gotta or he's just the way I look at it. it he's just appeasing them because uh, we're no, the, really, bit's, the bit's ruined. Uh, I thought uh, appeasing doesn't work. Oh. Uh, he's got to have a policy, a framework. Todd, hold on. People need to sh- people need to think sometimes. Remember we talked about the other podcast. What's Lynn Shore doing right now? There's a picture of. Don't him. mention Lynn Shore. Why? Because how could I not? He's a picture of him right over your head. Uh, he is uh, on uh, with his wife. They went to Italy or somewhere, or somewhere. <laughs> it could be Paris, somewhere far away where it would be a long flight. Oh, I think they're in. Uh, where do they have the kangaroos? Germany. No, I know it's not Germany because I'm not. Stu- I'll know as soon as you say it. Australia. Yes. See, I know I'm not an idiot. I mean, I know people would be like, really, after that little rendition that just happened. No, I, I, I'm not. See, the, I knew Australia, I know you know. but but there's other things I don't know. But that I knew. Todd, I know. Look, you are very intelligent, Thank and you. you are very good at. So What's so funny, so many young things. Jake? That's the way you get thrown out of a show, laughing when someone's uh, complimenting I, me. How dare you? You know, I'm kidding, right? No, I just don't think you look good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's. <fun. laughs> Somebody had to say it. Here, 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 here would be the, the cheesiest time to use this bit, this song. No, I meant bailing out because it was obviously funny. Why would I bail out? But the, the minute it's funny in my expense. All righty, let's take a break. We'll be right back. I, I took a walk. In my hometown, I walked around, I saw some things. I saw a house where I grew up. I saw a place that I used to go to, go to. I went there. I I went there. It's no big deal. It doesn't have to rhyme. I swirled around, and I remember seeing a young man eating an ice cream cone as his father took his hand. I saw a girl with her pocketbook carrying it, just carrying it around. She just had her pocketbook, she was carrying it around. Doesn't have to rhyme. I mean, I saw a lot of things. Some of it was in, in sequation of a rhythm, and some of it wasn't. I'm sorry. I saw a grandfather holding his child's hand. He reached out. Pull him, just to, you know, guide him along. It was just like guiding him along the curb. That's all. All right, I'm done. Oh, I like songs. 
I figured out a way that it makes me sing. Watch this. I took a walk to the old high school. I walked around the vestibule. I saw a house where my father passed away. This would be the worst band in the world. Even I'm admitting it. Even this is not up to the par for this show. This is embarrassing. I thought it was pretty good. How long were you going to sit? Todd. Okay, you're right. You're right. Aristotle won the bet. I feel like a fucking idiot. Todd, can I ask you a question? I told Aristotle. You, you no, you've got you to gotta let me. This is. I, I, if, you, if what you say would have made me not say what I'm going to say, I'll apologize can, later. Can I just say this you, was you a blew bit. it? You fucking blew it. No, that you was bl- the one we were going to put on the album, and you bailed. We're recording that for your Christmas special that was going to raise You're money digging a hole, Tom. for orphans. You're digging a hole. You were, we were You're digging a hole. What for the money? The, you the were album. right. You suggested that, that we make a hole. To, to, to make Can money I tell for- you why? Why? Aristotle was right. He told me that you guys are ass kissers and would just agree with anything I did, even if it was shit. So I came on here tonight doing the worst bit purposely. And he goes, they'll let you do it. I said, you watch it. When Tom thinks I'm lost, let me finish. Wow. When Tom thinks I'm lost, he'll come in and, and nurture me. When I get lost or when a bit isn't interesting, you watch it. Tom will come in and save me. Can I tell you how off And then I'm are? doing that bit and nothing. And he's right. He goes, they'll let you. He goes, Todd, they'll let you just go out there. They don't give a shit because then be, you become entertaining in like a look how high he is way. And Todd, you let me don't do take it. The, are you ready to feel like a fucking idiot? <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> Because Aristotle came to me, and he said he was going to go to you and say that I was going to leave you hanging and make it look like I liked the piece of shit you were doing, when in fact I liked it sincerely to test whether you can judge your own material. Turns out you can't. So you did fucking blow it, and you blew the album. And now orphans are going to starve. Tom, I want to play something for you. Go ahead. You've always been more positive and more clear i found you when you were when you were little you got it i didn't i found you singing this song when you were about nine years old tom we weren't all blessed with the parents that you had for the positivity this is you at eight years old okay not everybody feels this is This? I didn't know you recorded it. This was Your a, mom recorded it. This was a painful time in my life. How? <laughs> wait a second. You, I, I think it's funnier if you were like, I've always felt like you always had confidence. I did. I had the confidence, but I felt like the previous take I did of the song was so much better. <laughs> I mean, I didn't nail it, and now you have the We have that bet. take. I mean, that was a nine and a half out of ten. We have the take. I did a ten out of ten. What? You have we the- have the take. Oh. Let's hear it. Here it is. It's a, you're right. There's a little more volume in your voice, I guess, on this one. Let it, let it play. You're good. I don't know why I got... Now I'm not angry anymore. Well, you're good. Well, you, you know how things just come easy I to you when you're a child? Yes. This kid's got it. This kid... If this kid feels what he's singing, do you realize how brilliant he is? He did it his way. Even at this age, he's able to look back. 
even if that was elementary school and down the block. To him, the neighborhood is the highways. But he feels... Hold on, hold on, hold on. He, he feels at this age. He's not saying he's 70. I just hope that... What a great performer if he just feels... Looking back as a seven-year-old, I think that up to this point, that's all I'm saying, that if he was saying up to this point, I think... um, What is the... Show, ladies and gentlemen, where a young man like that can come on this show. I know we're changing the bit now. It's not you anymore. He just performed here in the studio. Wasn't that great, everybody? John Biederman. Little John Biederman. No, that's not his name. What a, I have never had so many people in the studio before. That I wanted it that way. I don't want him to think like mm, abruptly. I wanted it stopped abruptly. From now on, please try to stop all the songs abruptly, unless I don't want you to, and then I'll do them slowly with a fade. But it'll always be the way I actually do it is the what I want. Todd, can I ask you a serious question? Okay, I was just, by the way, that was great the way you flipped it around on me. We were testing you. <laughs> oh my God. I did. I know, I would it, feel took a while, it took a lot of mental power to try and keep track of where Aristotle was. In we got to go. Can you just quickly tell me about your book? Um, like, how do you summon the ghostwriter? I mean, do you use a Ouija board, or is it some sort of... <laughs> Don't uh, be rude. ...chants, in, incantations? And I have a ghostwriter. But does the ghostwriter, like, would he be able to bring your, your uh, dead dog little one? Oh, no, it's not that type of ghost. It's not? No, not that type of ghostwriter. It just means he's unseen. He's not, he doesn't bring back ghosts. Yeah, I get that. But when he's typing, do his, how do his hands not go through the typewriter keypad? No, 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 no. You're not listening. I'm, <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm sorry. If, I remember once somebody told me a long time ago that if an acting teacher can't talk to you with respect, uh-huh. that you're not the fool. They are. Their inability to not be able to communicate is not as... Because there used to, somebody told me once, my acting teacher yells, but then I think if I want to do this for a living, I should be able to handle a little bit of yelling. No, no, no. Their inability to not communicate does not get you ready for the real world. Most of the time when you go on auditions, the people are actually pretty nice. So you don't need an acting teacher that yells at you or belittles you. And I feel like I should... That made sense, and that made me leave an acting class, and I was very happy about it because it made me saying basically have dignity. Tom Wilson actually did tell me that, even though I'm making it into the bit now. Uh, so with that in mind, uh, that that's you know, you know, uh, no way to talk to anybody. Um, what's this acting teacher a ghost acting teacher? What's he? I want to I want to take the time to explain the what a ghostwriter means a little gentler and take the tone out of my voice. That was the reason for that oh. whole long story. It did come full circle, didn't it? Yes. There is a ghost, which you know. Boo. 
Yeah. This is a different that that is a, I get that that is a ghost of a spirit of a dead person. Is, that, they, is, this, they, yeah, is this what I, you're talking about? Right. Like do they yes. have writing classes in the astral plane for ghost writers? Okay, or... listen, listen. That's okay. You're getting a little excited. You know, at least you care. <laughs> but listen to what I'm saying. There is that ghost. I know I have to make my sentences shorter. That's one of my biggest problems. I think that's when I lose you. So let me just li- if I had a little small window, I will take it now. That is a ghost. Ooh, this is a different type of ghost. It's just called that because the, the writer is helping you write a book but often not credited because people don't want people to think. That I get book- that. But when you're looking for a ghost writer, do you have to like try and get someone from your era? Or are you worried that you get someone who speaks old English like Shakespeare wants to be your ghost writer? Like, how do you make sure you get a ghost writer that gets your brand of, of English? Because they could have been dead for 20 centuries, you know? Okay. It seems like you're trying. And I'm happy. I really want to just say that you're not there yet, but I think you're working hard. Can I have let me let me let me just try it one more time. There is the ghost of the spirit. This is not that type of ghost. Is he here now? I just got chills. I mean, this- <laughs> right, now you're not even trying to listen. You're, it just seems like you're. <laughs> Can you imagine trying to be patient with this guy? If that person was right there's never a reason okay eventually you would no we're doing it as a bit but you would have to back away from this person right right let me try to back away but you don't let me (laughs) okay anyway so uh yeah you basically get it so yeah you have to be careful you don't get one from another because it's right in a book and it's you might think like what most people discuss is it's hard to... How do you pay him? I mean, they don't you, take... They, they, they can't, like, give him money. That's but what everybody... Off a ghost. Exactly, exactly, ah, exactly. You're taking a ghost exactly, to the cleaners. Exactly, exactly. That's hilarious. You're fucking over a ghost. <laughs> no, you get it, man. You get it because... That's so how are you gonna How are you going to open up your... Whole, it's, it's weird that it's a concept because here you have your whole life story and you're telling it to someone you can't see. That's It's great. fucked up. You, oh, yeah, you, you can write him it. a check and say, go Thank ahead and you. cash it. It's like a ghost Thank bank. You. Well, the only good news is sometimes... We're in the living room, and we want to go into the kitchen to, for a drink of water. He goes, I'll get it. You see, it's because i got to walk around the whole way. He walks right through the wall and gets this drink. He goes, it's quicker for me. Like, when we come home, he, he will catch himself. Like, we went out to dinner last week because we spend a lot of time together writing this book. And last week, we were coming home, and we were getting out of the car, and he walked through the, you know, the garage door. He goes, you know what? It's rude of me to do that. So this is a lot of the things that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So I totally understand what you're saying, and you make total sense. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, ghostwriter. Woo. I'll see you later. Hey, it was good hanging with you. All right. That's what you do with a guy like that. Maybe I went a little long. Or maybe not long enough. Thank you. Tom, you what? are a true friend. We're going to have to go in for the clothes. We need a, a circle I'm of so food. I'm so hungry right a, now. A, a sur- a are we going to go eat? Circle. Let's, let's wanna, go really wanna, eat a lot of food. I don't give a fuck what it is. I just want a circle of food. Like It could be shitty Domino's. It could be the dog shit from Taco no. Bell. No. I, just, Tom, I don't what. I want food. <laughs> Don't you want to go get? I'm serious. Let's get I want some good food. food. I'm starving. Thai food, right? Look how skinny I am. I, I no, lost you're fine. so much weight. You're, uh, little old you. I know. No little sympathy. old me. What little old me? My Empire Restaurants. I'm so sorry. My mama told me. By the way, I am going to go back to Paula Dean. <laughs> she said that her parents taught her that you treat everybody as equal and everybody is fine. There were groups of people that had that hospital and you be nice and you always be all this. But they were prejudiced. So just because that's the reminisce, you might have been told that. But it's like they didn't include those as people. 
there were people they didn't think were people. So they, they still had the adage. You think everyone walked around back in that day when there were slaves and there weren't people that told you, be kind to everybody because all God's treat creatures. But they predeemed those to be God creatures that were less. Do, do you follow what I'm saying? So just because, yeah, I hear what you're saying. And, you know, my mom, I believe that came out of here. But it came out of people's mouths that sound like we're reminiscent that also thought that other people weren't included in that. Right. I don't negate that that was the family she was from. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. It really does. Well, yeah. Who's going to go serious at the end, though? Todd Glass. That's right. Because for years, I did what? <laughs> you did it your way? I did. I feel which, like I did. Which way did you do it? I feel like I did do it my way. Not even joking. Looking for the taste of the lonely storm. Well, we've got just that here at Locali Ends. We've got all your Irish favorites, such as Pickle Cup. Somebody so young sing that song, and you sang it your way. That was great ad lib. Robbie, I thought it had everything. And you saw it with the audience. <laughs> well, I don't even know where this is. They were down, they were swaying. You disciplined them with your, yeah, with your hand. You were, no, no, no. This is, this is, this is more my way than you, than you know. Oh, my favourite bits was before you even started. Marcus. So professionally, just cue music. It's my way. Just mark it. Okay, here's what's going on. Should I leave this? Are you still recording, right? I lost the board. And this is them on that show where the clip we were playing of the kids singing my way. And I think they're just talking about him. And I cannot. Oh, there's the board. Hold on. So we're going to go to votes. Well, Robbie. They don't pass them. I don't want you to hear it. That's why I'm trying to get it off. They they last judge says you suck for a seven-year-old. You can't judge you separately because you're horrible. For me, Robbie. No, that's not what happened. I, I'm trying to find it. Should I leave this in? Robbie, it's three yeses. Hold on, I'm really trying. Fantastic. Soundboard. Oh, my God. What has he got? If not himself. I can't find the board. Chris is going to love this. Please let me find it. Can we have a hug before you go? Ah, good lad. Well done, Bobby. Well done, See you next time. Well done. I'm so sorry. Do you just leave all this in? This would be a great, great ending. You've just ended it right there. Bing, no, bing. <laughs> I can't end it. I honestly, to George Carlin, couldn't stop the one clip. Chris is going to love this. Yeah. Chris, you better understand that a selfish person would edit all this out. You would never have to find out this happened. But again, it's not. Here's the difference. And I am a little bit. Um. It's not like it's my paranoia because it's not like we're like, oh, this is easy. No, I get it. I love doing it so much, but it's. Uh... Do you regret replacing Chris with a ghost sound guy? Oh no 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 no! I was just making that joke before the show started when I went. We have a ghost sound guy tonight. It just meant we don't have a sound guy. Not really a ghost sound guy. Oh oh, so you don't want Chris to know about the ghost sound guy? <laughs> okay, I can't. I try to have patience, and I talked about being. The whole story with the acting teacher. So I really am trying. Can I tell you this? Chris is dead and he's the ghost sound guy. Oh, my Uh, God. I'm having a difficulty because a problem that I... Can you help me with a problem I'm having? Sure. I'm embarrassed. (laughs) I don't have the ability to explain to you. It's making me so mad at myself. So... I would imagine with the information I'm giving you, you think it's a ghost writer like woo, and that's my fault. And I'm sorry that I have the inability to explain what a ghost writer is. 
Would you accept my apology? My psychic said I should accept apologies from. Oh, from I'm lucky. Like so I'm going to go walk away from you. I always <laughs> picture we're at a party. <laughs> we're, we're at a party, and I just need to, to get out quick. Okay, I'm going to walk away from you. That whole thing with all that music, do you leave that in there? Yeah, sure. I don't know why I'm nodding at you like I want you to say what I'm okay, saying. Okay, here's the party. Uh, also, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to leave now, uh, and here's the guy. I'm it. Go ahead. Don't let's interrupt I'm going to say, all right, I'll catch up with you later. And you think, oh, fuck, I hope he doesn't catch up with me later. <laughs> <laughs> This is the best music. I first met him in. If I had a band, if I had a band behind me, I'd, every time I did a joke, I would, you know, play this music, like do the old da 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 da. da like, uh, what's an old one-liner? My grandfather has two wooden legs. There was a fire at his house, and he burnt to the ground. <laughs> That's right, folks. Hi, everybody. I'm Todd Glass. You know, you might remember me. I first met him in the classroom. What's this? 1963. It was 1963. 1963. Nobody was born then. 1963. Say it. 1963. Well, that's good, Tom. Jesus, you're just channeling, channeling someone. Not, are you trying? Does that come naturally to you? Because if you are, you must be brilliant. I don't even know what I'm doing. Say I... it again. 1963. It's like if you were auditioning for a movie and they go, you have to do an accent, not over the top, just real. Not like, oh, yeah. Just to make it sound, just, that's what a person sounds like. It's thick, but it's right. It's not too thick. So it should be bigger? You, you'd, you'd get, no, you'd get the part. Really? That was perfect. Say it again. 1963. I right, just bring it down a teeny bit. You're pretty perfect, like you just did. But bring it down. Okay, now I gotta be honest. Okay, sir, this is an audition. We've changed the bit. Okay, okay. Um, sir, the scene is uh, you're, you're in a movie and the song starts. You're, you were perfect up front. You were. My I agents sh- uh, can I tell need you, to be auditioning. I, oh yeah, that's a separate problem completely. I don't want to get into that now. I just but, feel like I should get the bit from my previous work. Doing shut the, shut the music off, sir. Yes, I'll do it. I mean, I'm willing to do it. I just feel yeah, you, like you, uh, you want to, you want to just. Uh, you, you were perfect. You, you were so right. You had it so right. We just gave you a little correction. It's 1963. You were doing it so right. Just when I complimented you, well, I didn't compliment you in the bit. I complimented you as an. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I, I get what I was doing, but it's just for my own sanity. Can I explain? Yeah. Sometimes I take a bit and I. It's the same dialogue, but I changed the concept of it in my head. (laughs) But I don't know if I tell the audience. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like at one point, this was a guy. um, What was it in the beginning? He was just uh, singing 1963. He was just saying it. Oh, yeah. No, he was auditioning. It turned into this. You're auditioning for a commercial, and at first you're so perfect. Because I was complimenting you. Right, on right. How, I really did think your accent was like, oh, that was like that if you were auditioning. And I started but to tell that story. But the compliment sort of, made me get bigger and bigger. And then, I, so that's where the bit I got lost at. But that's, to me, right where the bit was turning into something I got lost. But now, here's what I wanted it to be. So, ready? Let's go back to it. You're so perfect. I just want it turned up a little bit, and then I can't fucking stop you. Right. And I you're about ready to get a part for a movie. Here's the up the ante. And I act my this way is, out of This it. is a part for a movie. You, No bullshit. A, you'd you'd make millions and millions. It goes on to be a very, you're a huge part in it. You're the star of a, this thing, and you're it's a cartoon, and you're the you'd be the star. You're so close, but you're such a 
some reason, I think you might have a screw loose, but not the type where we can't make fun of you. <laughs> We're almost done. That should be the name of my show. should be the name of my, my CD. should be the name of you when you say to your wife after you have sex. Um, so anyway, um, okay, so... Uh, Go ahead, in. Uh, uh, it's basically it's a opening of a song. You're singing in a pub in London, and you say... Hey, everybody, I remember it last year. It was 1963 with that accent, and uh, I think we got here. Not over the top. You're, okay. you're definitely a parody. You're definitely Grounded. Those accents are very strong, but we mm. don't want there to be a parody of that. Just thick as it is. I hear you. Okay. Go ahead. I remember it like it was yesterday. It was 1963. All right, I'm going to tell you, believe it or not, that's amazingly better than anyone's given me all day. Oh. I just need you to tone it down a smidgen. Oh, 5%. Thank you. Oh, it's good <laughs> to work with professionals. Got it. Uh, bring it down a smidgen, and can I tell you something? I think we're going to have a nice... Uh, I, I want this gonna, part. I think you have the part. Let's look at it that way. Got it. This is just icing on the cake before I throw you the key to the uh, office. All right. All right, go ahead. So, uh, just again, about 5%. I'd rather air on the light side. It's so... Part of me feels like I shouldn't even tell you anything because if I had to have what you did Dial before. Dial it down. There we go. Oh, remember it like it was yesterday. It was the year of the Lord, 1963. <laughs> Closer. They like me. They're going to like more of me. Well, they like you. They, they want to help you. They know maybe you're in a slump. They just, why didn't you shut the fuck up? It was good enough. In his head. So he, he's, that's why he's not giving up. He could go, oh, the guy didn't take direction. If I would have shut up, he probably would have done it. Let me say that all over again without the voice effect on. No, I won't. So um, so anyway, they, okay. Uh, by the way, that was great. Thank you. Ah. We're real professional. I just get the character. You should have shut up from the beginning. You know your first. I feel like it was written for me. It, it uh, certainly seems like it. You know what? I my colleagues gave me a little. Uh, they teased me a little. You know the first one you did. Mm-hmm. They're like when he did that, you should have shut the fuck up and let this man do what he wants. Ignore what I said. Do exactly what you did the first time. We don't have to. Uh, so I don't need to dial it down five percent. You need on... to. Sh- you need to ignore everything I said and just do who you are. If I could erase, guess what? See what happened? Mm-hmm. Zip. You walk in. You do it. We take it. All right. That's it. Shut the fuck up is what my colleagues told okay, me. Okay, I hear you. Okay, so here we go. Let's uh, let's lay this down. Oh, no, you don't get it yet? How's this? Now it's losing. It's You're on the audition. It's basically an audition. So let's do it again. So like the first one. Closer yeah. to the first take. Yeah. Okay. Not closer. Do Dead on. All right. Listen to me now. Remember it long. It was the day before that today. Okay, okay, which okay. some people call yesterday. It was not this year, no. It was the year that we call 1963. Okay. Hello, hello, hello. Do you notice the music stops? Do you notice the okay, That's not only going to scare me and make me want to call in-house security. And I'm not going to call the real police because I know you're harmless, but okay, let me stop. Why don't you come in tomorrow and... Sign the papers. Uh, <laughs> uh, OK, 
Okay, ready? Start complaining about when you can't come in and sign yeah, the papers. Yeah, tomorrow's not going to okay, work. Okay, but I don't think that's going to be a... Let, let I'd like just... to sign the papers tomorrow. What I need is, I need to know, I've had some problems okay, with okay. Disney in the past, and so I need to know... <laughs> you son of a that you're going to pay more promptly than the previous kind of experiences I've had with the magical kingdom. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to, like, throw my weight around, okay, but okay, I'd like sir, to know if sir, I come tomorrow, um, I'm going to get you, some I think you're, cha-ching. We have, to understand, we have to understand the past here. This guy was respected. They're, they're, they're trying to be kind, throw some work by somebody. Otherwise, you'd be fucking out. Now, you fucking go off and start complaining about Disney, but they still... All righty. Well, you're not you, – I hope we have that problem. I certainly would be an honor for me to get there to where we were negotiating like that. But that's not where we're at yet. Um, I got sort of teased before about giving you direction. Hmm. Do yeah, this. you know, Woody Allen doesn't give me directions. You know why? Because he's brilliant. Mm-hmm. So here's what I want you to do. Proof that I'm of it. You, you, uh, you, in, unless something went drastically wrong, there'll be a, a clause. We're going to sign the deal. You're hired. Uh, if you promise one thing, I can't promise. Ignore anything, everything that. I, why don't you just let me say what it is? Because I think you might be all right with it. All right. I mean, look, I'm the one I'm holding asking. the chips. <laughs> I got the golden voice. Now nah, you're making demands already. I haven't even put my John Hancock on your exploitation paper. If you want my talents, I need I, to know you respect uh, my I, talents. I, first of all, you're hired. Welcome Thank ab- you. Welcome. I'll see if I'm available. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, he goes back and he talks to the other guys and he goes, look, because there's other producers and directors. They all agreed that right. they're going to th- He was a kind person to Someone them. He's said, crazy Do now. Do a- and they all agreed. Everybody on this, sh- everybody in this crew says, you know who we should throw some boys work by? Whatever. Jerry McClanicky. They were once Whatever. fans. No, he was nice when he worked on a set as crazy as he was, and he's an alcoholic, and he overate, and he was obese for a while. He always treated people kind, so there's a lot of people that worked with him over the years that he was nice to. And when he was at his biggest, now he's older, he is a little bit crazy, but he's there. Sort of like Gary Busey, but nice. So, (laughs) I don't know, maybe he is nice. Uh, But anyway, so so they're trying, okay? So this guy basically, they go into the back room, they go... Look, he's pushing it. I mean, look, he's crazy. You got, I can't, you can't take this personally. He's crazy. He doesn't know he's crazy. He wants to feel like he used to feel and be in demand. And you're going to be honest, we are. He smells that we're second guessing him and his fangs are coming out. You're right. If he was delusional, he would know he wasn't offering that great. And he'd just take what we can give him and bow and be gracious. He's not bowing and being gracious. And we're angry at him. The other guys are like, I'm come, mortified. Come back out and I do something even. You're, like, I know, I know. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. That's what I'm going to do. So, it, so, can you go back out there, hire him? Well, we're backing up a little. May pretending here's how he decided to hire you. Hire him. Remind him that the direction he got from you was stupid. Come tomorrow and do whatever you want. You're hired. In the event that he can't do it, we'll deal with it. But it's not going to happen. Go out there and fucking hire him. If you would have shut the fuck up, you have to admit he did it right. Okay. Back to the scene, right? Um, yeah. Uh, you're hired. Hold up. 
I uh, made a few changes to the script. Uh, <laughs> some of my lines were a little, let's call them a little whatever truncated. You, wh- whatever you want to do. Short. You don't have to run I it by I expanded us. some. You don't have to run it I by I know us. I don't have to. I'm trying to be professional in telling you. Well, I'm going to make a few changes. Fine. And I, I cut a few fine. characters. I, I noticed there was a, a Can character I tell you? like Scarlett Johansson. Listen, listen. I can't work with her. Well, <laughs> we'll fire her. We'll fire her. If you want to fire, we want you to be happy. Thank you. So fire her. Is there anything else? I'd like to know that I have the final cut look approval. I need to see. You got it. You're worth it. You got it. You're worth it. What do you want? You keep telling me. There's one last thing. Look, stop. Can I I ask you? I I need a favor from you. Can you stop asking for shit and telling me? Start telling me what you want. You don't ask. You tell. You're the star. Tell me what you want, and we'll fucking make it happen. Because one of these dumb fucks that works with me will be sure to get you what you want because you're the reason we eat at night. So start telling us what you fucking want, and we'll make it happen. And if one of these nimrods here can't get what you need done that works here on this show, I'll fucking hit him over the head with a baseball bat. That's what I like to hear. Tell me what else you want. I want an ice sculpture in the shape of... Of Scarlett Johansson sucking my cock daily. <laughs> I don't want it to have a... Well, how about if we lay lunch meat around it? Put chicken salad on it. Make people be able to eat off of you fucking her like she deserved. That piece of shit that fucking... Whatever she did, I don't even give a fuck. Because whatever it is, if it upset you, then she's a dirty whore. And I don't care what she did. Once you know someone's a dirty whore, you don't got to go, and why? You know what? I'm glad to see we're working with Yes, and by the way, someone who is fired asked me to tell you that we're starting tomorrow at 9. I go, you know when we start? When he gets here. I can So do you it. don't need to you don't need to get call sheet. We we'll wait here. We'll sleep here. And when you come into work to do these voiceovers, that's the way we're going to run it. What all else right. do you need? Tell me. Okay, all and right. all you need, and then Monday, here we go. All righty. All right. So, um, yeah, if I got to be here at, at 9, I can do that. But there's just You get here, by the way, you get here at 9, but two days later, you said you were tired. <laughs> and then we do the scene, and we still put up with all this, and then you're, hey, uh, all right, we're back, everybody. We're finally ready to shoot. Uh, here we go. It's the scene. You're in the thing. Hey, no, uh, I'm here at nine. I know I'm getting some some flack and some looks from some Where? people that I'd like to see uh, show a little more respect. No one ever said Wednesday at nine. They said get here at nine. It's Friday at nine. You got to. Is be this more guy specific. here looking at you? What's I, your name? What's your name? My name's Ralph. Hey Ralph, look away, you piece of shit. I, I can't have people Did making. Did you look at him with disrespect? Why? Shut up! All I hear is your big, fat, blabbing mouth talking, and nobody understood a thing you said. Listen, you're fired! I don't want him fired. You're not fired! I'm going to give you a raise. Beaten. I'm going to beat you, and can we give him a raise, too? Now, fuck him! Fuck him. Just beat him. Beat him, but don't fire him. And demote him. You can demote him. Okay. Now, let's... I'm We're ready. ready to get into the booth. I have my lines mostly memorized. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. By the way, he's all this is hoping that when he actually does this, that he's all he asked him to do was just don't overthink it. He really and then he said at the end of the day, he signed the fucking deal. That if that doesn't tell someone, we trust you. 
and everything else. I fired this guy. I'm mean. I'm yelling at people all because all. So when we get to this moment, we're about to get to. And even though everyone knows where we're going to go with it, and believe me, to George Carlin, we're going to go right where you think we're going. It's going to get worse. It's still going to be funny. It's still going to be great. Even though I explained it, it's going to be better because when we get there, we know what we're going to be celebrating. The, 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 the crescendo of the end of the show. And it's still going to be great. But, Tom, for this to be great, you've got to be so over the top, so much where you might hurt yourself just exuding this, this, this accent. What was the line before? It's 1963 again. I mean, the, 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 I, met him I it, remember it like it was I yesterday. I remember it like it was yesterday. Okay. It was 1963. So here we go. All righty. All right, uh, sound four, take, uh, take one. Uh, you're in the pub, and uh, you're starting your, your, your little, got your little band in got the background. It. I got it. And, Locked uh, and you're loaded. Talk, you're talking to the band Vamps behind you. You're talking before you guys sing your next song. I know it like it was my own life. So just do whatever you want. Uh, we're going to play the music. Uh, if you liked what I did in the audition, you're going to like this. Just talk and uh, do whatever you want. <laughs> Basically, the, and we works. have a direction for you. Is uh, our direction is we'll shut the fuck up and we'll just play music you. and you'll and you'll do something, whatever you want. <laughs> These other people they don't respect you. Here we go. We're gonna play something and you'll do whatever you want. Hello, comrade. We are in Soviet Union. I remember like it was yesterday. It is the year of Soviet Union great grand communism state of 1963. I went ahead and I made him Russian. I love it. <laughs> I love it. And basically at this point we're just giving you money. <laughs> we're going to reshoot it. And then you see me, you see me at two years from now. You asked me if that uh, you call and hey. you say you you know what happened you saw the movie I wasn't in it and hey, then I, I have to, to get out of this I, I you say you where do you do do you come to my office how do you do it where this is the last you come to my office I, you see the movie with your friends you're mortified because we, we don't we took you out of it you're we're, you're fucking mortified you show up in my office on the lot the next day I hang out um, in the parking lot of uh, your synagogue on the high holidays okay. I'm going to have to, ladies and gentlemen, this, at one point we're going to tell this joke to George Carlin, and then I'm going to wait till it gets at its funniest, at least that I presume funny, the funniest part of this bit. It might not crescendo that much, and then I will play music, and that will be the end of our show today. That will be the end of our broadcast. This is the way we're closing. I said to George Carlin, so that means we are getting ready to George Carlin within a minute and a half, three minutes max, this show will be over to George Carlin. If it doesn't happen, I'll apologize, and we'll make it long. No, no, no. That's my goal. Okay, starting now is three minutes. I'm starting okay. to really think I have to follow through with this. So anyway, we go back to the uh... – Yeah, so um... – oh, oh, so you see me in the street. Yeah. It's... And oh, you come into my office. No, I'm, I'm, waiting, my office. I'm, I'm waiting outside in the parking lot of the synagogue. Uh, Guess what? Before we do this, we need to think of a good ending, and then we're going to do this. We need to have a good ending song. Hold on. Is this one here? Oh. No, no. It is on the board. <laughs> it is on the board. Oh, because I went back to the old board. Oh, that makes sense. Hmm. I sound like Paula Dean. No, no, I did go back to the old board, to George Carlin. No, that's not going to end the show. We're going to get it. We're almost done, um, Aristotle.
Do you realize we have a how, – how about the we luck out? Like, we lucked out because his parents, they sound like they were – what did you say about your parents that made me realize I liked them? Like, what did your mom study? Uh, she was kind of into philosophy for a while. Oh, now she sounds like she's lazy. I thought she was <laughs> She figured to, it all out. She figured, no, no. The fact that you're yeah, – because if, you, if, you're, if you're even in touch with that at any level, that you're going to be like – you evolve, right? That sounds like a cool thing. It sounds like Mr. Rogers. I'm, I'm not like making any mom. sense, but I am. But I am. I am not. Yeah. I think Aristotle's parents are better than young Jake Adams is what I'm saying. And his parents? Yes. I've met young Jake Adams' parents. Really? I mean, you've met them. Oh, yeah. They, you know what they do? They drive a trash truck for a car. The whole lesbian thing. The lesbian thing. His mom is a lesbian. It's a Honest to goodness? Yeah. Well, she doesn't know anymore. She might be changing back. So we'll she's a philosopher. Too. She's his mom's a lesbian philosopher. Right. What does she do? Wear funny pants? Okay, here, let's finish the bit. Let's finish. Okay, we're finding a song to close with. No, hold on. Not Ursula. You know what we're going to end with today? This. The Todd Glass Show. All right, here we go. Uh, Mr. Simon, you want someone here to see you? Uh, yeah. Tell him I'm not here. You storm in. Hey. I'm being affected by uh, y- humans at work. Okay. Uh, no, no, no. Improv for humans. That show, Matt Besser. I think I'm, I'm being influenced by that. Uh, all right. That's all right. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm changing the scene and I'm. I'm be- you know why? Because I admire their commitment to it. Their commitment to a scene. And out of, I take a lot of liberties, and you know, I've I'm, waited I'm, I'm, long on. enough. I know I'm, I'm self-analyzing this, but give me one more second. But this show, because it was so much fun on there, I'm trying to do bits and just. Don't be afraid to make rights and lefts. And as I make rights and lefts, I always like to give a little bit of direction, and that's what they do. Uh, uh, but I don't commit to it. But it's making me, you know, trust that. Like, okay, now we're here. Now I can go there. I can do that. So I'm new at it. This is all new to me. Now off stage, not so much, or off the podcast. So okay. look, so that's what I fucking did. I over-explained it. I'm not editing this. I can't. If it's just, See, I'm and sorry. I'm, and I'm folding it into the bit where I feel like you're saying this to distract me, the crazy actor. From getting to my point. No, that was me, to be honest, because I don't want to confuse people. That was me talking to them, not in the bit anymore. Just about, like, is this too... Let's wrap it up. It's good. Everything's good if I just shut the fuck up now and go in for the close. Not too much damage has been done. So anyway, let's go back to the scene. And uh, you, you come into my office. Here's how I'd handle it. And this is... Oh, we were looking for a song. <laughs> I swear to God. I'm not kidding. Oh, my God. What about my way with the guy? You think that's a good one? What do you think of this? Well, I think I'm going out of my head. I love you. Yes, I think you. I'm, I'm talking to you. Out of my head. Is this Jingle Joe? Over no. You. This is my song to the people who listen. Over you. Now, if you would have tuned out, you wouldn't have got to this. I feel this I way about you. you. Want you to want me. It's true. I need you so badly. Can't think of anything but you. Now, that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but it, the sentiment Going is... Out of my head. Yeah, I'm in love with people that like this show. I said it. Out There's, of my they're special. I meet them. I like them. You. I can't what help it. you. Listen. Day and night. Not, night and day I still get sleep. I'm not saying I'm a maniac about it, right. but the sentiment of this song is the I way I truly feel. Of a way yeah, the sentiment is there. It's exaggerated a little. 
This is true. This is word for word the truth right now. There's no reason why my being so shy should keep us apart. There's someone that listens that's shy, but we're still together now. Enjoy Well, I think I'm going out of my head. Yes, I'm in love. Because I can't explain the tears that I shed. Well, that's... Over you. That's a long story, which I'll talk about next week, but it is true. It has, I got an email from a listener. I see you each morning. All right, that I could be a pending lawsuit. You don't even know. But I wasn't really spying on a listener. I just wanted to see what they looked like when they watched the show. So there was a couple, and I don't even want to say where. But other than that, listen, listen, Tom. Thank you. Out of my Young Jake, thank you. Aristotle, thank you. Chris, we miss you. Chris, we miss you. Eric, how are you? Sensitive. I love you. Everybody. The listeners. I said it. Now I said it, I feel better. Now you couldn't be upset that we had a few of those moments. Now that you know that I feel that way, I hope you'll be more patient. Now leaving Nerdist.com.